From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, the timing was bad for me. Six hours difference between here and the United Kingdom. Uh... So I did not get to watch what's been going on, and that is the uh, the funeral of the Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth II. I would have liked to watch it. Uh, too busy getting here, ready to uh, to do this with you, or I would have watched it. I just didn't have the time. But an elegant, incredible leader. There'll never be anything like it again. Seventy more than seventy years. Because obviously a few things have to converge. And, and incidentally, if you read the story, uh, her father was never supposed to become king. The king abdicated the throne. It changed the whole deal. And then Queen Elizabeth II's father dying when she was so young. I mean, you, you just the, the perfect storm. Uh, and then, of course, in order to serve 70 years... You have to start young and live long. And she did both. She was queen at 25. So it must be beautiful. I wish I could have had the opportunity to see it. I'll try to catch some of it later. How about this? How about, and and hey, stalker. Is my stalker out there? Aaron Judge, a season for the ages. Try to find a season this good. And I'm, I'm not talking about roid era. Steroids don't count. Let me share with you, um, in honor of Aaron Judge hitting two home runs yesterday, I watched 61. I wish Don Hurley said this. I wish Billy Crystal would redo it and take the whole Mark McGuire thing out of it because it's garbage. It has not, you know, some things stand up well over time and then some things are ridiculous over time and he's it's like a cartoon all of a sudden you want to hear like looney tunes music or something it just it's so bad the movie's so good except for the beginning and the very end when mark mcguire is in it but in honor of aaron judge hitting two home runs number 58 and number 59 Incidentally, in game, that's through 146 games. I posted that I will be watching the Billy Crystal movie 61. That's 61 with an asterisk. And I did watch the whole movie. And when Judge hits home run number 62, he will be my official all-time Major League Baseball single-season home run record holder. Steroid-aided results don't count with me. Had a number of people comment and agree with that. Uh, Only my stalker, and I don't wish you to have a stalker because they're sick. They're sick and they must be horrible. I, I, I just can't imagine this individual's wife and children. He must just ruin them. Shame. They have to be saintly 
But Aaron Judge, through 146 games, a season for the ages. You may never see a season like this ever again. I know Otani's saying, hey, I'm having a better year than last year. Otani, you have no chance. This should be a unanimous Aaron Judge MVP. And he is only, it's fractional even, one point. Not even, but it's one point when you round the numbers. Out of the batting lead, he's batting 316, 59 home runs, 127 RBIs. On pace to hit 65 home runs. I think he's going to hit... I mean, he look, he's hot as can be. Every time he hit the ball yesterday, it could have been a home run. He flew out, uh, I mean, a smash to deepest center field to start the game. And I hope, I hope that Aaron Boone keeps him lead off for the remainder of the season. You average one more at bat per game. And he's got a lot of good things going for him. They're playing teams that are in contention, but they're also playing teams that are not in contention. And those teams would have no reason to pitch around Aaron Judge. This guy's doing it with teams pitching around him, giving him nothing to hit. And he hasn't changed his routine, and he's patient. You can tell he's really he's not swinging for home runs necessarily. He's swinging to make contact. So his first swing was a crushing, Ruthian high type fly ball to center field, just caught before the wall. Anywhere else in the in the park, it would have been a home run. Then he followed that up with a home run. Then he followed that up with a second home run. Then he followed that up with an absolute just smoking line drive that if he had just gotten under it, I mean a fraction more. I mean, he he literally could have hit four home runs yesterday. Wound up hitting two. Only one off-putting comment, and I think this guy has done it before when I've posted about uh, Aaron Judge, which I don't do that often. But but I noticed both times I've done it. Let me see. My posts, for some reason, say most relevant. Let me put review all or to display all. Let's see. Somebody's accusing him of juicing up, but I I don't want to um, paraphrase it. I want to hold on. Ah, Somebody's in our audience is going to be there on Wednesday. Wow, Wednesday. Wednesday could be very interesting because, and you know what's neat? In my phone, when Margie and I went, this was a number of years ago, I guess really his rookie season. Joe Torrey was the manager of the Dodgers. I remember at that time, we went to see the Dodgers. That was fun. And then we went to see the Yankees versus the Phillies around that same time. So Judge, I think, was a rookie maybe. Anyhow, I got we had really good seats, and I, I got some great photos of him. And I saw him... All the things he does now. He was playing catch with a young kid. 
if you notice just little things, and I do, uh, end of the inning, even when he's at an away stadium, he turns around and he picks somebody out in the crowd and he throws the ball to them. He just does a number of throwback things. He's a real. I think he's a really good guy from everything that I can tell. He's also extremely intelligent. He is looking at video of the pitcher that he's about to face. The, the guy is like a scientist. And I told everyone at the time, I said, the Yankees made a big mistake being so stupid because there's a very good chance they could lose him. I think he wants to be a Yankee for life, but he's going to test the market and the San Francisco Giants and a number of other teams are going to be very interested. The Mets would not be a kick in the pants. That could happen. All the Yankees had to do was give him one more year and just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit more money. How, how stupid do they look now? So this guy is going to be the MVP. He may win the Triple Crown, Ken Mosca. Yes, the Mets. Ken, good chance. I mean, if I'm Aaron Judge, first of all, the Mets are paying right now like the Yankees used to. And they're really good. Can you imagine the Mets with Aaron Judge, who can play right field, can play uh, center field? Oh my gosh! I mean, they would be they would be unstoppable. Imagine what he does for the player that hits before him, the player that hits after him, the pitches they would get to hit. These are things that a lot of people don't think about. Oh, he would provide such protection. Something inside me says that because the Yankees didn't sign him, he would have signed that deal. But they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't go the extra year. Hey, look, I understand. He's 30, and a lot of these deals, the last years of the deal, are garbage. Where the player erodes, and and I, I get all that. But there are certain transformational-type players that are worth it. So I don't think my stalker is going to write me today, because what can you say about a guy that hit two home runs in game 146 and is at 59 home runs and only two people, because I'm not counting, I'm going to come back and give you the list of all this other garbage that's, to me, nothing but wah-wah-wah static noise. None of it counts. The only two that are ahead of Aaron Judge are Babe Ruth, who hit his 60th home run on game 154, and Roger Maris, who hit his 61st home run on game 162. They're the only two. I want to see Judge get 60 and even 61 prior to game 154 tie Ruth beat Ruth and then just see him get the 62nd prior to the 162nd game yeah I think he's going to do all that he's got a really good chance to get two home runs in eight games to get four in what what is left 16 looks really good for him to do this
But I have more on this when we come back. It's the Hurley in the Morning program. Don't write me, stalker. I don't want to I don't want to see your garbage. Fox News commentary. California Governor Newsom is punching way above his weight class again. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. It's one of the top 5K events in America today, held on the last Sunday in September. The Tunnel to Towers 5K Run and Walk New York City event. That signature event has inspired about 80 other runs, walks, and climbs across our nation. Proceeds from events, including dozens of golf outings and barbecues, support the Foundation's programs. Register for an event in your area, volunteer to start one, and join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. After Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sent two planes of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard last week, a very triggered California Governor Newsom requested the DOJ investigate for potential kidnapping crimes. Governor DeSantis responded to that BS request by speculating Newsom's hair gel was interfering with his brain function. Further proving the hair gel theory, Newsom challenged DeSantis to a debate being moderated by CNN, of course. Not only is a CNN suggestion ridiculous, why would DeSantis have to debate Newsom? The proof of leadership is in the pudding and the numbers. Floridians, despite being begged by gas and are not fleeing to California, it's the other way around. Newsom's own in-laws are included in that bunch. It's obvious Gavin is desperate for attention and wants to be president so badly in 2024, he's already pumping himself up. Gavin, take your hair gel to the French laundry and work on your rolling blackouts before you start a Twitter feud with a successful governor. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. At 23 minutes past the hour, it's Harry Hurley. And don't fall into fall. Can you believe it's only a couple of days away? Join United Methodist Communities at the Shores in Ocean City on Friday, September 23rd at 10 a.m. for a free public workshop to learn about balance and fall prevention with exercise, rehabilitation, and therapy experts. If you're considering senior living options for yourself or a loved one, I recommend the Shores. Transitioning to the Shores is easy. Move in, unpack, and experience the abundant life the Shores has to offer. The Shores is fully remodeled with private apartments, two beautiful restaurants, a bistro, an on-site fitness center, and transportation to local shopping. Best of all, It's just three short blocks to the fabulous Ocean City Boardwalk and Beach. Don't miss the free fall prevention workshop on Friday, September 23rd at the Shores to RSVP for the workshop or to learn more about United Methodist Communities at the Shores in Ocean City. Call them at 609-399-8505. That's 609-399-8505. The facilities are immaculate i've been there it is everything that i'm saying to you tell them that harry hurley sent you all right this is you're not going to get this anywhere else but here's the story just to give you an idea how this is a season for the ages think about this only eight times in all of major league baseball history has a player hit 60 home runs in a season. That's dead ball era, live ball era, you name it. Steroid era. So what we're talking about here with Judge doing what rarely ever happens is a big story. It's bigger even, I think, 
than Pujols, and I'm rooting for Albert Pujols to get to 700. It looked impossible because he was just a uh, shell of himself, but he went on this tear, and he's at 698 with about 16 games left. He's got a good shot. But keep in mind, when I tell you this has happened eight times in all of Major League Baseball history, no, it's happened two times. Barry Bonds in 2001 hit 73, doesn't count. Mark McGuire in 1998 hit 70, doesn't count. Sammy Sosa hit 66 in 1998, doesn't count. Mark McGuire hit 65. These are home runs, of course. In 1999, doesn't count. Sammy Sosa hit 64 home runs in 2001, doesn't count. And Sammy Sosa hit 63 home runs in 1999. You remember he was all blown up, pumped up, and then one time he swung his bat and cork flew out of the... I mean, just an absolute just cheater. Stinking cheater. Smiling, nice fellow, it seems, but cheated. Roger Maris... 61 home runs in 1961. That counts. Babe Ruth, 60 home runs in 1927. Probably the greatest baseball team of all time. Murderer's Row, the 1927 New York Yankees. Ruth hit 60 home runs. That counts. Now, Giancarlo Stanton made the most recent run. He had 59 I think a lot of people forget that. Back in 2017, he was the NL MVP that season. And by the way, he had a stretch in the 2017 season where he hit 30 home runs in a 48-game span. You might remember, and it was an exciting time, Ryan Howard hit 58 home runs in 2006. He was the NL MVP. So you can see, look how rare hitting 60 home runs in Major League Baseball really is. So the next time somebody tells you it's happened eight times, no, it hasn't. It's happened two times. And let me back this up because I I have a crazy stalker that no matter what I say, I guarantee you, I swear to you, if I said I got to support Bonds and McGuire and all these people, then this lunatic... Who, who belongs in Ancora would, would actually write the opposite of that. So it, it's, it just doesn't matter. When you have a stalker, it doesn't matter what you do. They just obsess and you're wrong no matter what you do. But they don't let these people into the Hall of Fame, do they? Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame, and he should be because he had a Hall of Fame career before he got bigger feet and a bigger head. Mark McGuire is not in the Hall of Fame. Sammy Sosa is not in the Hall of Fame. So if you're not eligible for the Hall of Fame because baseball has determined that you cheated, then why should the records count? I'm serious. I'm actually thinking about writing a letter, uh, doing some interviews with different people, and actually starting a campaign you got to have at least a second set of records. Why don't you? How, why was it fair until Faye Vincent for Roger Maris, who hit 61 home runs clean? How come he got an asterisk 
next to his name until the 19, I think 1985. How is that fair? And just to show you, because I don't think the baseballs, if this, oh my gosh, if these baseballs were as lively as they were for a period of time, because they're not. I mean, you're looking at Aaron Judge with 59 home runs. The next closest guy in the National League, so we're saying all of Major League Baseball, has 39. A few people, I think, have 38 and 37. Mike Trout has 36. Mike Trout, without the injury, he he was really working on a great season. It's still going to be respectable. You'll see. He'll probably be, he'll definitely be top 10, but maybe even top 5, top 8 in MVP. He's having a, a really good season. It'll be Judge. Otani will be second. And then, I, you know, I, I don't even give it thought after that. But this is giving you an idea. If Judge did not start his season until, like, June 4th, he would still lead all of Major League Baseball with 40 home runs. How about that? He would be the leader having forfeited, who knows? I mean, that's like 54 games or something, maybe more. So it is a season for the ages. And and to be candid, we may never see anything like it ever again. It's that good. And I'll tell you, I'm rooting for it. He's really hot right now. He's right there for the batting title. I, I kind of suspect that when all is said and done, he'll have 62 or more home runs, probably about 140-ish, maybe a little more RBIs. And I think he'll bat over 300, but I don't think he'll win the batting title. Because invariably, you know, he's really hot right now. If you get a, if you get a little bit of a, a slow patch, you lose about a point every out that you make. So I think, I mean, this, this torrid pace that he's on has gotten him. I mean, he was something like four or five points down in the batting race yesterday, and then he's within one point by the end of the day because he was four for four with a walk or something like that. So he's right there, but I, I mean, I would love to see. That would be almost like Mickey Mantle's dream season when he won the Triple Crown. Could Aaron Judge become like Ted Williams, win the Triple Crown and not win the MVP? Now, I say I say no to that. Any, anybody want to uh, bet a pizza or 100 pizzas or whatever? I already have more than I can eat and give away for a lifetime as it is. Uh, most I don't collect, unfortunately, but... Uh, he will win the MVP. I guarantee it. If he didn't have another at bat the rest of the season, he is the MVP of the American League. I hear these fools making the case for Otani. Oh, Otani! Oh, hey, look, it's it's special what he does. The fact that he that he can pitch and and also be an elite hitter, I think it's fantastic. Maybe not since Babe Ruth has there been anything like it. Pitchers always used to hit. And there were some decent hitting pitchers, even in the modern era. 
But he is definitely a special case. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But Aaron Judge, if I was not a Yankees fan, Aaron Judge is having the kind of season, I think it was Michael Kay said it yesterday, only Aaron Judge could smash a double to the wall, drive in two runs, and people be disappointed. Think about that. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Many food outlets, restaurants, food outlets, and, and more closing in Atlantic City, in Ocean City, seemingly everywhere. Check out my work on that. Atlantic and Cape May County, favorite trick-or-treat candy. We put a list of the top 10 favorites in our survey. And is a new era of gambling coming to Atlantic City and New Jersey? On the app. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. This week starts nice and warm, but will end about 20 degrees cooler just in time for the start of fall. Today's high temperature, 85, with morning sun and afternoon clouds. We could see a shower from late afternoon into this evening. Partly cloudy overnight, low 66, mostly sunny breezy and a little bit cooler tomorrow, high 81. Sunny clouds Wednesday, high temperature again around 81. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Do you have questions? Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Absolutely phenomenal advice. Thank you for that, uh, Fox National News announcer. Good advice. Download. Once Chris Coleman uploads it, you download it. It's good, good advice. Wow. Really happy to hear that. Hey, my good friend Steve, who we go all the way back to Chelsea Little League Baseball. Both Steve and Don served as Atlantic City police officers. Steve reminds me, because I did know this, but I did not mention it in my, uh, what I would have to admit was outstanding justification of Aaron Judge, a season for the ages. Aaron Judge also has 11 times, 11 games this year where he's hit two home runs in the same game. That's, that's 22 home runs right there. I mean, amazing. And so many other times where he's been a whisk, whisker away from doing it. So he'll probably beat that too. Because in, invariably, with 16 games left, he'll sometimes go like four games without a home run. But then he'll hit two in the same game. And then he always seems to hit them in these bunches. I, that's why I wish they were playing today. Aaron Judge doesn't need a day off today. All right, let me share with you, this is important news. Sarah Huckabee Sanders was released from the hospital over the weekend she had successful thyroid cancer surgery. If you know anything about cancer, thyroid cancer is basically, especially early detection. She was stage one, very early detection. They took out the thyroid. They took out the surrounding lymph nodes, and she's doing very, very well. Uh, this is not going to um, really slow her down at all, and she will be the next governor of the great state of Arkansas, and I'll, I'll make that a early in the morning guarantee 
Thyroid cancer, though, is winning the cancer lottery. I'm almost positive of that statement. If you're going to get cancer, get early detection and thyroid cancer. They either take a piece of your thyroid or they take the entire thyroid. You take a a medication for life that acts as a thyroid and away you go. Normal life expectancy, it's no problem. You have to balance the medicine so that you either don't lose weight or put weight on, but they figure it out and and away you go. Uh, Also early detection prostate cancer, early detection colon cancer. They're also, if you look at how, when people think like nothing's happening by way of uh, cancer breakthroughs, some of these cancers, well, we have cancers that were not treatable that are now treatable. We had cancers that were not curable that are now curable. They're making great strides. So that's good news. And I just wanted to point that out. And now let me get to one of my favorite stories of the weekend right after the break. But let's just, I'll just tease it by saying, let's take a trip. And we'll all have maps. Let's take a trip to Martha's Vineyard when we come back. Wide open form in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, We'll let you know what we're doing for the first half of the 8 o'clock hour. And then we have Rush Limbaugh's brother, David Limbaugh, coming up this morning at 845. And Mayor Charles Kane in this morning's 9 o'clock hour. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you, and we know it. We are the station that plays the winners. Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Yeah, you you know the uh, recipe now, the um, the magic elixir. You want to make these Democrats go absolutely apoplectic, ballistic, out of their minds, barking crazy mad. Just do to them what they do to you. Holy smokes. I mean, they sent 50 people to Martha's Vineyard and the entire national media. All Democrats, of course, converge on Martha's Vineyard. Do you know they actually said, as they were getting the um, illegals out, in record time, I might add, boy, I'll tell you what, when, when they want to keep their Martha's Vineyard the way they want to keep it, boy, can they move fast, these Democrats. Did you ever see them move so fast to move illegals from anywhere? Now, you talk about absolute dishonesty here. You've got Gavin Newsom. He's a total jackass. You've got now attorneys for so-called duped migrants who were flown to Martha's Vineyard. They're calling for a criminal investigation. Now, let me see. Each of these illegals signed paperwork. They were given all kinds of dialogue and information to take with them and a map of Martha's Vineyard. And they knew where they were going and they agreed to go where they were taken to. I Gosh, I would love to see the documentation that we have for the countless Joe Biden ghost flights and bus rides. And interesting, they always do this in, in daylight, the 
governors had been sending illegals to New York right out in front of uh, Kamala Harris's taxpayer-provided residence, the other ones that are taken to other parts of Washington, D.C., and so on, wherever this has happened, uh, to Democrat places, cities, and states. What kind of uh, documentation do you think there is from all the ghost lights? And if they're guilty of, and, and there should be a criminal investigation, then please expand it to what Biden has done for more than three and a half or whatever it is, million illegals. And they've been sending them all over the country. See how inconvenient the truth is? But man, they, they've gone absolutely bananas over this. Why? They believe in sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. Isn't it natural if you're not a sanctuary city or a sanctuary state that you would move people that shouldn't be here in the first place to somewhere? So they're not really sanctuary cities and they're not really sanctuary states. They're sanctuary cities and states in name only. They profess to be But we now have the proof because, man, did they move? Holy cow. I want want DeSantis to send hundreds. So if you say, oh, my gosh, we can't handle 50, they call them migrants. I call them illegal aliens because that's that's what they are and that's what they're supposed to be called. They're here illegally. Why do we make it look like they're not? But if they can't handle 50, how do they expect Texas and some of these other states to handle more than 2,000, 3,000 a day? But they have the audacity. Attorneys for duped migrants flown to Martha's Vineyard call for criminal investigation. Tell me this administration hasn't weaponized every single apparatus of government to go after their perceived political enemies. It's, it's, it, it is a level of disgusting abuse, the likes of which we have never before seen. Maybe when FDR was locking people up because of the way they looked. Maybe then. Notice it's always Democrats, by the way, that behave this way. And of course, they blame the other side. Nothing changes. They blame the other side for um, what they're guilty of. So, yeah, let's have a criminal investigation of Joe Biden. Are you telling me that Joe Biden is under federal criminal investigation for duping illegals? <gasps> oh, my gosh, I, I, I await the result of that federal criminal investigation because it can't just be DeSantis, Abbott, and um, who's the guy in Arizona, Ducey? Ron DeSantis has dismissed the accusations that the illegals were falsely lured, just so you um, get some additional context coming directly from Governor DeSantis. He said they were not falsely lured. They were not enticed into making the trip from Florida to Martha's Vineyard. And here's the thing, quote, and that's his quote, and here's the thing, that's a quote, it's all voluntary, because it's just the type of thing where we believe that it's the right way to do it. I think that if the states could send 
I would send back to Mexico or back to the home country. But here we are doing it voluntarily. They sign a release and then they get a packet. So they did get a packet and that packet had a map of Martha's Vineyard. And they're also treated very well, treated well with meals and everything else. So there you have it. Who's doing the humane thing? Is what Joe Biden doing humane? Quote, he's given a false promise. And I love it that they keep saying whether it's that liar. Well, they're all liars. They're liars who lie about lying. Whether it's Corrine Jean-Pierre or Kirby when he's up there filling in. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. This guy fills in. Like, who are you? What are you doing? I thought you had another job. What's this? You're this too? They can't answer anything. But they lie about it. Biden lies about it. Kamala Harris lies about it. They keep saying that the border is closed. The border is secure. I would say to that, hell no, it's not. That's a level of, you know, five Pinocchios is about the worst you can get with the Washington Post. That one would be Pinocchio's times infinity. It's not closed at all. Let me share another item with you because we're going to go to your calls right after the break. And I'm going to unfortunately run out of time here. And I have so much content that I want to share with you. Another typical Democrat poll. And this is as, this is only as good as they can make it look. It's registered voters. Not likely. I haven't gotten into the tabulars yet, but I guarantee you uh, they have um, uh, oversampled Democrats and an oversampled independent leaning that lean Democrat. I guarantee it. But the best they could do, oh, the Republicans and Democrats are in a dead heat. 46 to 46 percent on the generic ballot in the poll. Now, I want you to know something. Republicans never lead the generic ballot. They have this year. That shows you what a massive election this is going to be for them. But the generic ballot includes all the disproportionate California, New York, Illinois, all these disproportionate liberal states. So get ready. Because if you're anywhere near 50-50, it's going to be a wipeout. On uh, the issue of enthusiastic voters... There's a 69% enthusiasm score for Republicans, 66% for Democrats. And what the Democrat media is trying to do, because they know that the GOP wins on the economy, they're saying GOP is voting on the economy, Democrats are voting for abortion. You see what they do? Liars who lie about lying. They pick an issue. That's why I wish the Supreme Court didn't even rule on that right now. It was a bad, bad timing with that. Uh, Good decision, but I wish it would have waited because the Democrats were grasping for something that they could run a campaign on. Notice it can't be their record because their record sucks. It's terrible. It's the worst record in the history of the republic. It makes Jimmy Carter look like he was a good president. That's how bad this is. Uh, So much more to share with you. 
Uh, when we come back, it's your turn to play. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. David Limbaugh coming up at 845. Mayor Charles Kane in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, some more fun uh, coming up in the first half of the 8 o'clock hour before David. And uh, as always, you will fill in all the rest. All right, it's open forum right now. Let's do this. 609-407-1450. The best two-way talk radio. The best open forum in the history of the New Jersey metro market is right here. Right now. Mornings on WPG Talk Radio. 95.5 with her in the morning because of you in year 31 together. Pretty remarkable. All right, here we go. Call me. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's seven minutes past the hour. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. Let's go right to your calls. 609-407-1450. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Mayor, I think uh, they're missing uh, a part in the equation here. If you let two million people over and refuse to do your job per the law of the United States, so I don't see why the law is being brought out here. Mm-hmm. They're over here illegally, right. and you decided you weren't going to do anything about it. So you have to face the two million counts of it before the uh, fifty counts of it happen in the in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, there's hey, look. There's no doubt about it. Uh, this is a Democrat ploy. Uh, do I think that these attorneys? I don't know who they are that are saying let's have a criminal investigation. Why, why no criminal investigation? You're saying two and a half million. It's like four and a half million since Biden has been president. The number is horrific. What about his ghost flights? What about all those bus loads that went all over the place? How about the fact they didn't even tell these governors that these people were coming? Why do they get away with this all the time? Here, it's very transparent. It's in broad daylight. They have been given uh, forms to fill out. They've agreed to go. They have maps. They have food. They have all this. This other side is just in the dark of night flying ghost flights and ghost bus rides, and they're the good guys somehow. Yeah, you went from, uh, you went basically, and first of all, you used posse comitatus, which uh, you didn't sign off on because you can't use a military base for this. That's a, uh, what you should do is put the military on the border, but you decided to call up the National Guard, which you wouldn't do for Washington, D.C., because a few elite people made a phone call. That shows you how powerful the money is in Martha's Vineyard. They called, the governor snapped to, the next thing you know, the military snapped to. How's that possible? Well, because they're, they're cooking the whole thing up. They're, they're, you know, controlling it all. And, uh, and a little uh, sidebar here is uh, <clears throat> your program is uh, 30, 31 years, right? Yes, sir. 
add another 30 to it, and that's how long the record is uh, Aaron Judge is going to be going after. Well, I've been thinking about that. I'm born in 60. This has been the record. I don't know if you agree with me. Well, I know you do because you commented on our page. I just saw it a little while ago. Uh, so you agree also. None of those. There's eight times that 60 or more have been hit. Only two count. Babe Ruth in 1927. Roger Maris was 61 in 1961. And I was thinking about the fact that record has basically um, um, one year older than that record. I mean, that has been around my entire lifetime. That's how rare this is. That's why this goofy stalker that I have, you know, doesn't doesn't understand sports. He's very limited. He's a he's a simpleton. Uh, this is a very big deal. This obviously rarely happens. And the funny thing about it, there is a there's a dispute now going on the internet, and it's a lot of support for Otani. And it's just uh, Otani is he having a great year as a pitcher? No. Why? Right, let's do this. Let's go through. I don't have the statistics right here, but I could go get them. It is it is unique, and it is obviously rare in the modern era. There were a lot of great hitting pitchers uh, long ago. Uh, they were more complete athletes than what you see today. I'm not putting down the athlete of today, but pitchers don't really hit now, and soon they won't hit at all. So what's Otani doing that could possibly match a guy that's within a fraction of one point from winning the Triple Crown right now in the American League? What could Otani be doing that would rival that? He does pitch. But I agree with you. He's not having a great year pitching. He's had great moments, and as of late, he's pitching much better. He's been very, very good as of late, but that's not what counts. The whole season counts. It's To me, Dan, this is not even an argument. I don't see it as an argument. I mean, you're looking at a potential 145 RBI season with 65 homers. Yeah. Are you crazy? I know. And maybe win the batting title on top of that. I'm going to try to Could see right now was... Otani's stats and see what's going on here. I think he's a 269 hitter, and his record is 13 and 8 with a 25 uh, OERA. That's about the size of it. So, what are we talking about? Why? Why is this then even a conversation? I'll tell you what. If his team was competitive and he played the field. I mean, you're going from pitcher to DH. I'm mean, Don Drysdale or Don Newcomb could have easily done that. Don Drysdale used to pinch hit. Don, yeah. So, Don, so did Don Newcomb. All right. So here, here we go. And then remember, there were pitchers. Uh, Whitey Ford won the uh, Cy Young Award and MVP. I mean, uh, there were pitchers that that were MVP and uh, the Cy Young winner. So he's not going to win the Cy Young Award. So now they're saying, but he should win MVP, huh? All right, so he's batting 266. You were spot on there. He has 34 home runs, 138 hits. And to me, come on, Judge has almost twice as many home runs. His batting average is almost 50, more than 50 points higher, 50, uh, 54, 55 points higher. What? I, I mean, this is ridiculous, this conversation. Not with you and me. And who leads? But with the, the people having it. Who leads all of baseball and runs scored? Well, I would imagine that's Aaron Judge. Yeah, and, uh, yeah your imagination doesn't have to go, go too far. There's like 13 categories. He's number one. Yeah, this is crazy. And, and, 
and he plays a little defense. And, and by the way, he has 89 RBIs, and Judge has 127. So that's another 38 uh, more RBIs. I mean, this is – it's ridiculous. Well, last uh, two nights ago, his fastball was clocked, just to compare – and it was 97.5, and that was from right field. Yeah, Aaron Judge throwing from right field. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, the, the case is made on that. This this actually goes down. This is the type of season, and even more so, than you would see when Babe Ruth in the 1920s, late 20s, early 30s, Gehrig. You know, this kind of season where somebody would have like 140-some RBIs. I mean, you're looking at a guy that almost is going to average close to one RBI every game and basically hit a home run about every three games or something like that. It's 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 a season for the ages. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an amazing thing to be appreciated. And the best part, because I know you watch 61, and it's how the, the press is asking judge tough questions but he's answered them with uh, just such such well remember he knows all the questions ahead of time i don't care what anybody says and there were such questions as there was going to be a trucker strike and you stopped it how did you do that how did you save the world i mean i I don't think it was a tough interview at all it was every expected type question are you going to run again uh no I, I read the transcript. I refused to watch those programs. Easy interview. Uh, and I believe he had the questions ahead of time. Everything with Joe Biden is rigged. The fact that he did the interview tells you that they had control of it because this guy is hiding from everybody. Shuts the White House down every Friday at 12 noon to go to Delaware, but then didn't vote. Forgot. I guess he forgot to vote. So then he had to fly back at $180,000 an hour. Now I'm over this guy. He's got to go. And Dan, I've got to go. I've got to go to the break. I loved our call. When we come back, our next caller will be you. Don't go away. And you'll be right after that. It is the Hurley in the Morning program. Here is Sean Hannity. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. One of their prominent Martha's Vineyard residents is calling on the Obamas to step up and do their fair share. Longtime Martha's Vineyard resident says she supports Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' move to relocate migrants to the sanctuary vacation island as a way of highlighting the border crisis. Says the Obamas should open their $12 million home to newcomers. Person's name is Jane Chittick, former town official turned crime novelist, has lived in Martha's Vineyard for 42 years, but now spends part of the year in Florida. And she said, I don't think that people like the Obamas with huge estates who live here in the summer will care about the migrants. I would love to see the Obamas open up their huge property, erect tents, and after all these and look after all these people while they're being processed. Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here. You know, more and more parents are exploring homeschooling. Now, if not in your family, you probably still know someone who is. Now, you need to check out Acellus Power Homeschool. Power Homeschool is the official program that is offered by Acellus for parents homeschooling their children. And at powerhomeschool.org, well, you're going to see how this program keeps parents in control of their children's education, and they're offering online courses right in the safety of your home and taught by some of America's greatest teachers. 
Now, it's a way to keep your students learning at grade level while allowing for more parental influence and involvement. With Acellus Power Home School, well, they're going to get a quality education studying right there at home. Now, it's not too late for the fall season. Just check out Acellus Power Home School right now, your affordable homeschool solution. You can learn a lot more at powerhomeschool.org. That's powerhomeschool, one word, dot 500. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Very quick comment that I thought was important that I should have shared with you last hour, but we simply ran out of time. In case you're wondering why Biden, the Democrats, the Democrat media, why they keep talking about Trump, why all of a sudden this raid so that they could make Trump an issue, why they talk about abortion, why they talk about illegals and all of this, because the Atlanta Fed on September 1st, said that we would grow in the third quarter by 2.6%, which, again, is okay. It's not great. Remember when Obama became president, they said we can never grow again at you know more than 2%, the new normal, because we had to protect his incompetence. I'm so sick of these people. Well, in less than, well, I can't say less than two weeks. In exactly two weeks, the Atlanta Fed lowered and this was a sliding thing on the fourth on the ninth they kept lowering it but in two weeks the the atlanta fed estimate for third quarter gdp went from 2.6 percent to 0.5 percent that's why they're talking about trump and mar-a-lago papers and and raids and all of this in confidential documents and abortion and illegal immigrants, uh, how cruel the Republicans are for sending 50 illegals to Martha's Vineyard, even though that was the most humane thing. They were sent to a beautiful place. Let's be honest, that just didn't want them, right? Let's be fair. They didn't want them. How do we know that? Because in record time, they shipped them out. We, we can't we're inundated. We can't handle this 50. How do you think these border states are doing? They got your attention, didn't they? Jackasses. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Three quick things. Obama never worked a day in his life and he's living in a 12 million dollar estate. It's a great country. This the, the Obamas and the Bidens are living proof that people of limited intelligence, because remember, they, the media keeps telling us how brilliant Barack Obama is. No, he was a good teleprompter reader. If it said corpsman and he didn't understand that the sea was silent, he read corpsman. He was Ron Burgundy, too. One of my favorites was him on the beach with teleprompters. That was fantastic looking. One shot of that. They never showed it one time. There was a still photography uh, image of Obama on a beach with teleprompters. Uh, Two very average people that all of a sudden are worth millions with multiple homes. Living proof, Uncommon Man, it's a great country. Prince Epstein, in one of the events a few days ago, was wearing his medals on his chest. And then in the next event, the medals were gone like a day or two later. The Queen said he was stripped, but he tried to wear them one in one event. And then the next. Well, event- it's a, Uncommon Man, it's a little it's a little bit disjointed 
Prince Harry was told he could not wear his military uniform at all. That's what I think you're talking about when you say Prince Epstein. Uh, he was told he couldn't wear it at all. And so at the one event, he didn't have it on. Then at the next event, he did have it on. So they're really, um, I think they're looking at, he's coming out with a tell-all book. They, 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 I think they'd love to soften things up a little bit. Uh, it's, it's, been, um, it's been very challenging to manage Prince Harry and, uh, and, and his wife, Markle, uh, just because of the nature of things. They're not working members you know, the monarchy, uh, it's, it's very challenging. Prince Epstein, meaning the guy who had the young girl with Epstein, at the, with the photograph of him with his arm around the young girl at the front door of the Epstein oh, house in New York. Oh, now I know who you're talking about. Okay, I got you. He's actually come out and spoken number, for the first time. Go ahead. Number three, uh, Secret Service. If I want to, I want to redo the Secret Service. If the Secret Service was guarding Mar-a-Lago and the and the president and his effects, then in my opinion, the documents were safe. So you can't say the documents were unsafe when they were under the. Well, Secret they Service. also they also maintain that they were safe. You're right. Uh, the last time you and I spoke, and you were talking about the Secret Service, like having a shootout, you know, with the FBI. I didn't buy any of that. That was that was not that was not rational to me. But you're absolutely correct. And Trump is maintaining that himself, that the documents were safe. And obviously, uh, they told them, hey, put just put, they wanted to sleep at night. Just put another lock on that storage door. And they did. So they knew where it was. Uh, they knew it was all safe. And the timing of this was purely to try to help Democrats keep the House and keep the Senate. That's all this is. Love you, my brother. Have a good day. You too, my friend. See ya. 609-407-1450, open phone line. We've got about four minutes until the break. You're on the air. Welcome. Just another instance, Harry, where Democrats don't actually have to be something. They merely have to say they believe something. Yeah. So we don't actually have to um, care about immigrants, We just, or we, and we don't actually have to be a sanctuary city or state. We can just say we're a sanctuary city or state when it comes well that was my monologue andy i don't know if you had a chance to listen that was my whole point my point is they say that they are sanctuary cities they say that they are sanctuary states but when they get a handful of illegals dropped off they can't wait to get them the hell out yeah so if um if joe biden were as quick to expel them from uh, Texas and Arizona, as they were Martha's Vineyard, we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. Um, and by the know, way, do you believe for a second that fifty illegals overwhelmed uh, Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> of course not. It's ridiculous. That's what but they said. If, but but to to the people who live there, the eighty nine percent rich white liberals. You know, it's it's the NIMBY thing. It's just like, you know, the windmills, Ted Kennedy. Not, my, fa- not- my favorite comment was um, uh, Rachel Campos Duffy, either Saturday or Sunday, I forget which day, I watched her, I heard her say it. She said that the only time they want Hispanics in Martha's Vineyard is working in their kitchen. Yeah. Well, you you saw Obama's big uh, 60th birthday bash. 
you know, uh, he had he had plenty of these folks waiting on every waiting on the rich white liberals, and they were the only ones who had to have the masks. Correct. You know, the, not not the people attending the party. Correct. You know, um, because they the beautiful people don't spread COVID nineteen. You know. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, it's funny. I I said there, there's a, there's a meme floating around that shows the beaches of Martha's Vineyard packed with illegals. They have their umbrellas mm-hmm. and all this. And and I said Michelle's making the margaritas. <laughs> and someone uh, uh, paraphrased uh, Roy Scheider said you're going to need a bigger bigger uh, blender. <laughs> That's funny. That That's funny. I'd like to see Ron DeSantis send a few hundred more, like every week. This should continue. Illegals need to be sent to the bluest blue cities, the bluest blue states. And now, finally, interesting to note, finally, the media is covering this. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you see, you see Donald Trump's problem is Donald Trump actually um, made promises, but then he fulfilled them. I, we've talked about this before, what, what he did, if you focus on nothing else than what he did for the black community, he fulfilled the promises that the Democrats made for 60 years but had no intention of fulfilling because baiting them with, with making their lives better was the, reason, was the only way they could get them to vote for them. When Donald Trump actually did make their lives right. better, he took all the power away from the Democrats. It's absolutely a fact that Donald Trump was a better president for African-Americans than the first African-American president, Barack Obama, or Joe Biden. It's not even close. Uh, and yet guaranteed because this is a monolithic type of uh, unexplainable phenomenon I, I call it cognitive dissonance folks are willing to vote against their own self-interest for some other reason that i can't even process i would always go and say hey wow he was really good he was really good for me and mine we did great we do terrible when it's you guys so let's keep voting for the bad guys uh that's where we're at right now yeah, they're just they're just not enough people. Uh, but but you know, Harry, every time you see these numbers come out, you see more. I think what did what did uh, uh, Biden got seven hundred fifty thousand less Hispanic votes than Hillary Clinton? Oh, Hispanic vote is going Republican this time, Andy. You're absolutely right about that. That that degradation that will look small compared to what's going to happen this November eighth. One other quick comment, and and it's a shame. President Trump was over 20 percent African-American support. That meant voting for him. The Democrats understood that if Trump got anywhere near that, he would only need about 12. If he got 15, 18, 20 percent or more of the African-American vote, they could never win again, ever. So that's when they launched the Trump is a racist campaign. If people want to know why did this whole defund the police and all this racial stuff? The Democrats ginned up a racial divide in our country, not caring that it was going to get people killed. This is what they did. And I will back those words up with every single statistic that you can read about from the summer of love. They started all of it. Defund the police. Police are bad letting people assault police officers and then letting them leave before the paperwork with ink was even dry Uh, that they saw that Trump had provided jobs and an economy 
for every single demographic, African-Americans, Hispanics, women, men, you name it. Everybody came along for the unbridled prosperity that we were enjoying. And look at this. This is why it's got to be about Trump, Trump, Trump and abortion, but not about Trump's record. It has to be what they want it to be about. It was Russia collusion for six years. Now it's going to be this crap for a few years at least and abortion and illegals. uh, Exactly what they want to talk about because they cannot talk about the terrible job that they did. More of your phone calls right after this. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 33 minutes past the hour. It's Harry Hurley. Oh, we've got some great stuff up on the app and on the website. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. You know this. Many food outlets are closing in Atlantic City, in Ocean City, and all over the place. We tell you why. Atlantic and Cape May County favorite trick-or-treat candies. That's fun. And we got your sampling of public opinion. It's a good one. And we may see a new era of gambling coming to Atlantic City and to New Jersey. It's all on the W. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Temperatures today very similar to yesterday, mainly in the 60s to start. High reaching 85 this afternoon, warm and summerish. We'll go from sun in the morning to clouds in the afternoon. The other thing to keep in mind today is a chance of a shower, especially around the early evening hours, but don't expect much. Partly cloudy overnight, low 66. Mostly sunny and breezy tomorrow, high of 81. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Do you have questions? About- Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back at 38 minutes past the hour. It's open forum and this portion of Early in the Morning. I'm very pleased, very proud to report brought to us by Comfort Keepers because as a nurse dad, What Comfort Keepers does is very important and personal to me. They have elaborate training. And I know that Comfort Keepers will succeed in giving you peace of mind because you'll know that your loved one is in the care of experienced professionals who love what they do. For these reasons, I unconditionally endorse Comfort Keepers because I approve of their vision and trust them to care for your loved ones. Call Comfort Keepers at 609 277-7855. 277-7855. That's 609-277-7855. They're on the web at comfortkeepers.com. Tell Comfort Keepers that Harry Hurley sent you. Let me just, uh, you're on the air, but let me just remind our listeners, we do have some open phone lines first time this hour at 609-407-1450. I hope you'll check in. 609-407-1450. Call or go right ahead. Uh, regarding the poll, 46% to 46%, if if Donald Trump's son had sent, if the New York Post had published emails of Donald Trump's son soliciting from Burisma in Ukraine funding for biolabs on the Ukraine-Russian border to start this war and generate Jimmy Carter-esque inflation, the, the Democrats would enjoy a majority in the Senate for the next 10 years. Oh, there's no question. And all the Trumps would be criminally charged by now. If you just replaced Hunter Biden with any Trump, 
and that the laptop was theirs and and not just what you said about what went on in that one area how about all the money from china how about the moscow mayor's former moscow mayor's wife with the two or three million uh wire transfer to hunter what the hell is that all about what about people giving him money to pay back taxes what about all of it uh that spits on uh paper with uh, a straw and ink and it's called art at five hundred thousand dollars a piece they would all be locked up past this prologue harry and zygmunt brzezinski's last two, national security Car- uh, director under jimmy carter has kind of bragged the last two book tours he did about funding and arming terrorists in afghanistan to cross the border into soviet union and bait russia into invading afghanistan and it generated Gold going to $800, and I had to sign up for the draft a a month later. Um, And and obviously a very bad time for Russia. No no one's done well. We we were the closest to doing well in Afghanistan. Uh, The territory, the the terrain, as you know, is terrible and all of that. We were the closest. We had it under control. Women had rights. Uh, We needed to just keep about 2,500 there, and it was well-maintained. Now, of course, the Taliban is back, large and in charge. Uh, it's just terrible uh, what's going on. It's it's it was a very strategic spot for us to keep presence. That Bagram Air Force Base, for example, I think was very strategic and important. Uh, Biden, again, as he has been for 50 years, wrong about every major decision for a half a century. It's it's really a remarkable record of failure. I think Donald Trump would have got us out of there in a more orderly manner. Well, that's all we had to do. You you, you don't you don't do what they did. They they, they were uh, instead of you know re, uh, what's the expression, you know ready aim fire. They were fire ready aim. There are all kinds of different backwards du- directions. They got the military out first. Who does that? They didn't get our people out first. Who does that? They left all those billions of dollars worth of uh, military equipment. Who does that? Uh, yeah, Trump, it would have been very orderly. And I think at the end of the day, he still would have kept a couple of thousand troops there because I do think it's in America's vital uh, national interest that we we should have kept the um, the Bagram Air Force Base. And also we should have kept all those bad guys locked up that Joe Biden let go free that are now going to kill Americans again. One wonders if they let those bad guys out thoughtfully and left those weapons there to have another conflagration down the road. Uh, well, hey, listen, you know they did it for a reason. Uh, the generals told Biden not to do it, and he lied and said that the generals all agree with him because our president is a congenital liar. You don't change. He's a plagiarist. He's a liar. Uh, he's a shaky, shaky individual. Uh, the media is not at all curious about his daughter's uh, diary. I mean, you, my God, if there was a Trump daughter that made these allegations, can you imagine uh, how how uh, the media would be obsessed with saying these things? Uh, it, it's 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 just terrible what's going on. After after these midterms, I have a feeling the media will then start connecting the dots between this massive inflation from the war and the biolabs that the Bidens had everything to do with while they were, while he was vice president in Ukraine that triggered this war. Yeah, he's largely responsible for all of it, and and he was very corrupt 
in his dealings there when he demanded within a certain few hours, I'm leaving and you're not getting this money if you don't fire this guy. The guy happened to be the guy prosecuting the case that could have brought Joe and Jim and Hunter down. I mean, it's so corrupt. This is such a corrupt syndicate, the most corrupt presidency in American history. Had the Bobolinsky interview been done a month earlier with Tucker, I, I just wonder if that would have uh, been enough to maybe make a difference in the uh, presidential election. Hear my point on that. Uh, you would think in a normal world, yes. However, do you ever see anything disappear so quick in your life? It's like it didn't happen. They couldn't challenge Bobolinsky, so they ignored that he even did it. So if you would have had one more month, it would have been just the same as uh, social media. Uh, anytime somebody would write about Hunter Biden, the laptop or the truth or truth about COVID or anything, you would just get locked up. You'd be in Facebook jail or deplatformed or suspended, or they put some big sign over your work saying false. Our fact checkers have looked at this and it's false or partly false. Now, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, they were hell bent. Trump had to go. So they protected this incoherent man at all costs. But we do have some conservative media outlets outlets in this country, and other than the Murdochs, you know, New York Post, and there's some conservative dailies in other cities. And uh, I don't know. I think I think there might have been enough time to get a little momentum going, but it just it didn't seem like it was just liberal and uh, mainstream cable news that ignored that. I I agree. I think there was a, pretty much a blackout, a blackout on Bobulinski, and this man said, "I met the president." I mean, he said that the president is the big guy. He said the president got money. Uh, I mean, the proof is all there. Hunter said, I'm paying for all the bills. I'm tired of paying for all the bills of this family for 30 years. I mean, what do you need? They had everything they needed. The FBI had it for over a year before the election. No one wanted to touch it because they wanted Trump gone. As, as vice president, it seemed like Biden had a lot more to do with foreign policy than Obama um, with his previous Senate experience and his friends with McCain. And, yeah, and, you're uh, right about that. But uh, Biden was he was coherent then. He was spectacularly wrong about everything, including not wanting to get bin Laden three times, uh, just like Bill Clinton had bin Laden. Oh, no, no, I don't want him. I mean, that's on tape. Uh, you're right. Obama had no experience. This guy was a senator for five minutes. He was a joke, a total clown. They they loaded up a teleprompter and he reads with great Grecian columns on each side of him. Big, big stemwinder speeches. Clearly, Joe Biden was the foreign policy guy. And of course, he was wrong about everything. The media ignores the chaos that's ongoing in Libya and Syria, and Biden fingerprints are all over those two uh, civil wars that are going on right now. Well, think of a person that, as quickly as it happened, destabilized the world faster than Joe Biden. Iran, everywhere, Afghanistan, China, Russia, North Korea. I mean, it's spectacular what what he did and, and and i mean that spectacular failure trump was the guy that was going to get us into wars i think you'll agree with this had trump won a second consecutive term because i think he's going to win a second non-consecutive term in the next couple of years had he remained president would russia have invaded ukraine yes or no nope negotiations would have worked correct plus putin was afraid of trump 
Putin's not afraid of Joe Biden. Putin knows that Biden's a paper tiger. Putin was day one or uh, Biden was day one saying, yeah, this is going to be over in a day, 48 hours at the most. Just make a deal. He's telling Ukraine, just make a deal. Wasn't helping Ukraine at all. Absolutely true. Uh, Trump, I've got to go to the break. It's been great back and forth. If Trump had stayed president, there would be no war in Ukraine. Gas prices would not be four and five dollars an hour. Uh, the inflation would not be eight, nine percent, which we really know is really double that. Uh, we'd still be around 2% inflation. Gas would still be around 2 something a gallon. Uh, this is all Biden-driven, and everybody knows it, and they can't talk about it, which is why they talk about Trump and Mar-a-Lago and confidential documents and what a threat Trump is to the republic and abortion and illegals and Martha's Vineyard. This is, this is what they have to do because they have no record whatsoever to run on. We'll be back. Don't go away. More of your calls. 609-407-1450 at open phone line. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6, now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. It's 55 minutes past the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. How are you, sir? I am very well. Thank you. Well, fantastic. First off, Jump Street here, let me congratulate you on your Aaron Judge. He's definitely going to break you. what I consider. Who, who may be your Aaron record. Judge next year when he's a New York Met. I, I swear I think it's about 50-50. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's, well, I hope the Yankees do the right thing with him because the Mets definitely will take him. I'll tell you that. Um, but anyway. I wanted to get in with you on uh, some of this NFL action. Did you see some of them games yesterday? I saw a little bit. Oh, my goodness, Harry. You want to talk about parody in the league? It's like the movie Any Given Sunday. Okay? All right? Yeah. It's any team can beat any team at any time in the NFL. It's called parody. There is a lot of parody. Uh, I mean, I, for example, I think I... I saw a little bit of the Tampa Bay game on my digital device, not on the big screen because they had a different uh, game on Fox uh, Sports, but they were the Fox Sports game if you were in a different part of the country. And it was like three to nothing late in the third quarter, and then they tied it three to three and you know kind of eked out a 13 to three win. Tampa Bay looks kind of pedestrian right now. And I'll tell you, I'm wondering how much... Tom Brady's personal problems, you know, there's been a lot of protecting him, but there's obviously a personal problem there. Uh, I don't know how how far this has reached, but he's taking off every Wednesday for the rest of the season. Now, for me, Tom Brady, uh, 45 years old, 25 years, whatever it is in in the NFL, uh, is he going to be worse 
I, I, I don't think there's any problem. You know, he, he's, he, it's not like some rookie that, you know, is going to get bad habits or something like that. I mean, he's such a gamer that I think it's not that big a deal. But, you know, he went away during the camp for 11 days. Uh, he's going to take off every Wednesday the rest of the season. There's just a lot of choppy, unusual things going on. I'm wondering what kind of season Tom Brady is going to wind up having. It's, it's messy right now. Well, listen, Harry. Look, you got Margie at home, right? You got Margie at home, right? Why, well, Margie in my life, she's a hard worker. She works and she's at home, yes. Uh, we're, we're partners in, 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 in all this. And by the way, so were they, uh, Tom and, and um, Giselle. But it looks like Tom went back on the deal. He was supposed to retire and then it was kind of going to be her turn again because let's face it, you know, she, she's middle-aged, 40-something, and uh, I think she's like 45 or whatever and, and such. And all of a sudden, you know, he retires for a short while and comes back. I think there's a big problem here that's, that is spilling in to the season. I do too. You just hit the nail on the head. These girls, they want you at home. I mean, you know, with the kids and come on already. Well, after 20 some years, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, all I know is this. I left a job I loved that if I, and you knew me, you know me. I'm having a conversation with somebody that knows how much I loved my my job and uh, the position and all of it. But I don't want to be a stranger to my kids and, and be a horrible husband. So I made a decision when I was near the peak of my game to switch it up, uh, and I didn't go back. Uh, Brady went back, and and I think that um, there's uh, something to this. Uh, We can have some more open forum right after this. Don't go away. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Six minutes past the hour. Let me put out a what I think is a really important local topic and then take your temperature see what you think about it and you can see this up at uh, wpgtalkradio.com or wpgtalkradio 95.5 the smartphone app and it's titled many food outlets closing in atlantic city ocean city and elsewhere it's happening everywhere i mean it just you can only put so many things in in one headline it's not just these two cities it's happening all over the place it's impossible to miss how many restaurants and other food outlets are closing after having successfully operated for many decades? And I want to, I'd like you to call to give me your take on this, what, what you think is going on. I'm going to share with you what I think is going on, and uh, I think we can have a pretty healthy discussion about this because I think more of it, unfortunately, is going to follow. Now, keep in mind, this is after one-third of all restaurants already closed most of them forever but this year after the pandemic and even president joe biden has said yesterday that the pandemic is over 
But at the same time, there's still an emergency in place. I don't know why he says the things that he does. I think it's over, too. But that's not what he's been doing. So a few examples. Ward's Pastry in Ocean City closed yesterday after more than 98 years in business. They cited issues ranging from COVID-19 pandemic to the supply chain issues, associated costs, and difficulty in attracting and maintaining employees. So I think that really is the definitive answer. It's been a perfect storm recipe for the kind of harsh reality that we've been seeing this year. Last week, we shared exclusively that the Piccadilly Pub of Atlantic City will also close after more than 30 years in business. We know of other, I'm not going to tell you who they are because it's not fair, but we know of other establishments in Atlantic and Cape May County that are currently for sale or also contemplating simply shuttering their doors also forever. Additionally, there are a number of longtime establishments that are now closed one or two days per week. And this is on a year-round basis, not just during the off-season. Angeloni's two restaurant and lounge, the great Alan Angeloni, now closed on Monday and Tuesday. And this has been for a while now. He had operated seven days a week for 50 years. Stephen Cookies of Margate City is now closed on Tuesday. Owner Cookie Till had operated seven days a week for decades. These are just two examples. Many, if not most, are also reducing their hours of operation and the number of days that they're open. What is it about this era? E-R-A, not error. Era. What is it about it that so many things which had worked for generations are no longer possible? It's important to note that it's not only the boutique, smaller restaurant owners that have been forced to make these difficult decisions to ramp down operations. Atlantic City Casino restaurants are also closing for one and some of them for two days per week. And that's even during the summer season. I have been projecting a very challenging shoulder and off season ahead. The Atlanta Federal Reserve Board has downgraded its third quarter 2022 GDP estimate from 2.6% plus 2.6% increase. That was just on September 1st to now just 0.5% on September 15th, the last time they spoke about this. And it went from 2.6 to like 1.7 on the 4th and then lower than that on the 9th and then to 0.5% GDP on September 15th. And you might remember they were wrong two straight quarters, the first quarter and the second quarter, they said we would experience fractional growth after both times starting above two and a half percent for the first quarter and the second quarter. And here, I mean, it's like it's like Groundhog Day and it's happened again in just two weeks. Look how this highly regarded estimate has declined. Interest rates are projected to continue to rise sharply. This will also make the cost of doing business much more expensive in every way. You can expect to see more closings and operating schedule adjustments as well as staffing layoffs over the next few months ahead. Exacerbating the problem is the fact that all COVID relief money runs out as of next week. Uh, this is a, a very bad convergence of stuff. And it's a time of significant change. That's my story. Share what your story is. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree? 
what is the cause of this? What is also the cause that businesses that used to be able to be open 24 hours a day, and they even say, they knew sometimes being open 24 hours a day wasn't great for the bottom line during, say, the midnight to eight shift, but they did it anyhow because they wanted to be of ultimate service to their clients. Everything that I did for more than a quarter of a century changed. I, I adapted, and actually I saved money because I used to stop at a store. It was local. I liked to shop local, and I enjoyed. I got to know people. It was uh, conversational, and every morning in, in the like very early uh, to mid-2 o'clock hour, I would be at a particular store. You get to know people, and I never waited for gas for like 25 years. I would gas up while I go into the store and knew the gas station attendant well, took care of him, uh, knew the people in the store very well, and I would get my daily cereal and my V8 and everything that I pack. Now I buy it in bulk and I pack it. I have this very nice New York Yankees uh, picnic. Uh, It's kind of like Boo Boo from uh, Yogi Bear, picnic basket. Uh, It's a very cool uh, little bag that I have with the New York Yankees – insignia emblazoned across it of course and so i changed everything that i did but why can't we why can't stuff be open anymore and why why does it have to close and 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 close forever look if you're one of the places that you're just closing one day a week or two days a week you're still in the game there are many places closing forever is this the way it's going to be I want to get your take as soon as we come back. Please don't go away. You'll be next in just a few moments and coming up this morning at 845. So we have this is going to be good. We've got a good half hour to chew this over. And then we'll go to David Limbaugh, who I I will tell you is one of the smartest, most interesting people that you could ever talk to. And by the way, a great person, a beautiful person, much like his brother Rush. We'll be back. Your calls, most meaningful. This can't happen without you. At 609-407-1450, this is. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. So we put out there that... This is our reality now. Restaurants closed. Stores have closed. Stores have been able to be open 24 hours a day. Can't. It's not economically feasible anymore. Uh, so, so that ended. Uh, customer service, I think you'll agree with me. Oh, my gosh, if you find it anywhere, I will tell you there's a place in Cape May that we just had dinner for the second time in two weeks. And it's, it feels like a throwback to when I worked at the Golden Nugget or when I worked at the Trump Castle. I mean, incredible customer service or today a capriccio for example Uh, it still exists it's just far and few between but what is your comment to all this how did all these places make it through world war ii and great recessions and all kinds of things and that this is where we are now we got to figure this out you know we don't want to just keep reporting about the next closing what are your thoughts about that? 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome, you're on the air. 
Good morning. Yeah, deviating from our Constitution is the biggest mistake we've ever made. But that aside, um, you know, Voltaco's here in town, Ocean City's closing down. Yeah. Ward's Patriot's closing down. Yeah. 83 million chickens who were slaughtered because a couple chickens got a cough. And also um, ranchers and dairy farmers are being put out of business in uh, the Netherlands because their cows, are fer- their cows are farting too much. I always thought it was belching. Now it's farting. They're farting too much. It was belching too much. Cows have been belching and farting for the past 10,000 years, and all of a sudden we've got a climate crisis. It's, it's insane what they're doing here because it's all planned. None of this is Let me ask you, is, it, is this permanent? Did we turn the page is the ability to do what we've been able to do for countless generations, is it gone for good? Or is this just a slump, pandemic-driven slump, that we can rally from? Or has the entire paradigm been altered? I, I don't know the answer to this. Well, whatever you, however you see 9-11, that's when the paradigm shift changed because everybody was worried about Y2K. And Y2K came and went. Well, Y2K was a joke. Oh, my God, the computer, 2000, oh, my God, what's going to happen? People were, like, staying up at night because they said the computers aren't able to process 2000. And they did beautifully. It did nothing. Flash, because we're compressed, because I have the um, VIP guest coming on board, David Limbaugh, in the last 15 minutes of the hour. And I've got to get two breaks in before then. Let me get some more calls in, but I appreciate the input. 609-407-1450, open phone line. I'm, I'm actually, I think I've been clear about it. I'm looking for you to comment on, is this permanent, this, this shift that you can't operate or only can the absolute fittest survive? And there's not enough for it to um, permeate downward as there was plenty for many to succeed. Because, look, there are restaurants that are doing gangbusters. I mean, two weeks in a row, Margie and I went to Summer's Point concerts. And this one restaurant to the left, let's say, of um, of the beach area. Oh, my God. I know the name. I'm just not saying it. I mean, my goodness. It was like an hour wait at least just to get a table. Uh, gangbusters jamming. So, I mean, there are places doing very, very well. But something definitely is going on here. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Caller. Hello. Yeah, hello to you. Hi, Harry. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, it, it's Blanche. Hey, Blanche. Blanche, your favorite Instagram show. I know, how exactly. Yeah, just, um, right away, I know who you are. <laughs> I was, um, I've been listening, and I listen every morning when I'm waiting for a shop with Instacart. And um, I can completely relate to this uh, subject of the whole restaurant thing. I work in Marmora for Mamma Mia's, and after many years of working for him, he now this year has closed Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights. Wow. Um, for dine-in. Wow. And now, that Blanche, I have to say... I've heard like closing Monday and Tuesday and summer closing Monday and Stephen Cookies is closing on Tuesdays now. I haven't heard about anybody closing Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, it's for dine-in. He, he does take out on Wednesday, but for dine-in and it's predominantly, I'll tell you, because we just don't have the help. Yeah. That's the story. You know? uh, almost every single article that I've written about a closing 
attracting and retaining staffing is at or near the top. The cost, obviously, of the goods and services and things like that. The supply chain being broken and messed up. Uh, these seem to be the reasons. Uh, but we've always been able to find a way to endure. I mean, generation after generation after generation. Ward's Pastry for 98 years. And then, you know, part of it, I do think also, too, you do have establishments owned by people that want to enjoy life a little bit. And it's a grind, as you know. You're a hard worker, Blanche. I've known you for a long time. Uh, It's hard. And there comes a point in time where you want to rest. You just want to be able to, you know, to enjoy life a little bit, whatever you have left. Uh, but some of it's beyond that, though. Some of it is that this this country you know, is broken right now. It's customer service. Yeah. I'll tell you it's customer service. I'll tell you it's that the owners are getting older and wanting to enjoy life, like you just said. Um, and, you know, a lot of us that are older, as you know, um, we have those values and ethics. And a lot of these other people that are coming in to work for places just don't want to work. Oh, yeah, you see it. I mean, we've been to places and it's embarrassing. It's happening in Disney World. Disney World is becoming a, I'll just say a blank hole. It's dirtier. It's not as well kept. The service is not like it was. There's a lot of problems. And I'm one of their biggest fans. I bought three memberships uh, in the Disney Vacation Club because I love it so much. Uh, but they're they're turning me off right now. And you take the, even the local service is almost non-existent in certain areas. I'll tell you what is saving these businesses today, and you touched on it, Blanche, and I, I actually talked to an owner in Cape May on Saturday when we were just there, and he's been very fortunate because the younger help is terrible, but some older folks uh, that just want to work, you know, that are hard workers, uh, they're coming through. They're, they're actually saving the day right now. Well, I'll tell you what, if you could hook me up with one of those places that is open on monday tuesday and wednesday i'll be glad to show them what real customer service is like i mean they need help i mean i I think that they all do i don't know anybody out there in the restaurant business that right now that doesn't need good help it's unbelievable they can't find it and they can't keep it well like i said i've been working for mama mia's for four years and um very successfully but you know, since he now closed on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, um, I'm uh, looking for alternative resources at this point, and I'm very good. So you know, I mean, if there were a lot more like me out there, um, we probably have uh, more businesses staying open. Well, I definitely um, uh, know all that, and I'll keep my ears open because. I can't imagine that there's not a good establishment that wouldn't want someone with your work ethic to be there. Uh, Let me jump. And Blanche, it is great to hear your voice. Thanks for all you do. All right. Have a great day there, Harry. And everybody have a great day. Good to talk to you, Blanche. 27 minutes past the hour. Uh, We have an open phone line at 609-407-1450. A listener wrote uh, Biden, and he's to blame for a lot because he created this economy. Remember, we would. I did. I. I think this person was listening. I hope he was when I did what I thought was probably one of the better monologues that you'll ever hear anywhere, local, metro, national, on where we were and where we are now. I mean, we were at two percent inflation, 
We're now beyond eight. We were at $2 a gallon gasoline. It's now four and five and beyond, depending on what state you're listening in right now. And you could go on and on and on. Wages were keeping up. Wages aren't keeping up right now with this inflation. It is a big, big problem. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Harry. Hey. Harry, uh, I'm just going to make my statement, and it's taken for what it is, but we're senior citizens, and senior citizens, we live on a fixed income. First, you had the COVID, where everything was closed, you couldn't go out. Then when things started to come back a little bit to normal, uh, Biden got elected, and inflation set in. Just to give an example... A pound of crab meat, we used to love to go out and we would get seafood if we would go out to one of our local hey, restaurants. Hey, Eric, Eric, now you're talking, you're talking my language. That is a favorite thing that I used to love to do. You'd go out and get the container. I preferred the fresh out of Louisiana or somewhere like that that would be in the plastic container. Also, they sell it in the metal container. I preferred the plastic container because I knew it was hand-picked and fresh and all that. Eric, I used to do that all the time. Now, I will tell you, it is coming back down to earth. It's not like it was. That got so ridiculously expensive that you couldn't even you couldn't even justify getting it. It was so crazy. Exactly, Harry. A pound of crab meat was up to around fifty dollars a pound. But one thing that we're seeing as senior citizens, we're seeing Harry, there is a massive generational shift in this country, and it's happening right in front of our eyes. The younger people today have no social skills. That's why the the loss of customer service, I don't care if it's ShopRite or your most expensive restaurant in the world. Eric, they can't make change from a dollar. You want to go paralyze uh, some of these these barely functional people that are amongst us. Give them something where they have to actually break change from a dollar and you will you will paralyze them like like they've been shot with some kind of uh, poison. They have no idea what that means. What the, if the computer ever went down, they wouldn't know what to do. They just push buttons. They that they haven't learned. It's it's really it's ultimately China's eating our lunch educationally. Japan and others, uh, we're not keeping up. The pandemic crushed education in this country. My goodness, there are just so many problems. And I always said this: these would continue to lag even after the pandemic was over. I was thinking about this over the weekend. I actually came home. We had an amazing day. And all of a sudden, later that night, I thought, you know what? I didn't even think about the whole day and the whole night. It was a whole day and night away, nearby in Cape May. And I came home and thought, never even thought about COVID-19. It felt normal again. We went to a place that had throwback level of excellence and service. It was just wonderful. And everything we did, we, we, we loved the Hume family over at Sunset Beach. So we saw Larry. We played miniature golf at his place. I mean, everything felt normal again in a great town that, that does still have uh, service and uh, amazing, you know, things to do.
I felt it felt normal. There were no obstacles. It's interesting uh, that we're having this conversation. Eric, I've got to go to the break. Uh, when we come back, you will join the program next. Please don't go away. You'll be right after that, and we'll get to you as well. It's 32 minutes past the hour. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app. BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley with three, I think, very readable items that you can check out on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Many food outlets are closing in Atlantic City and Ocean City and elsewhere. That's what we're talking about right now. And uh, read what my rationale behind it uh, concludes. Atlantic and Cape May County, favorite trick-or-treat candy. We did a survey. We give you the results. And is it a new era, ERA, era of gambling coming to Atlantic City and New Jersey? A whole different platform and sport. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. This week starts nice and warm, but will end about 20 degrees cooler just in time for the start of fall. Today's high temperature, 85, with morning sun and afternoon clouds. We could see a shower from late afternoon into this evening. Partly cloudy overnight, low 66, mostly sunny breezy and a little bit cooler tomorrow, high 81. Sunny clouds Wednesday, high temperature again around 81. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Next time we'll do this topic for a full hour because we have to get ready for David Limbaugh. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. I'll keep it as quick as possible. You got it. A family restaurant for over 50 years experience. Three things. Cost of goods have gone through the roof. Yep. Labor has gone through the roof with yep. the new stupid minimum wage. And the inflation to your customers is less expendable cash. That's all in a nutshell. Uh, the middle, the people who serve middle class families, they're starving because the middle class can't afford the prices and they can't afford to increase the price. They, they, it's a, that's it in a nutshell. How about your supply? Of- How about your supply chain? How big a deal was that? Supply, all yeah. all of them are all of them are insularies. They add to the fire. You know, one's bad enough, but when you have all three, it's devastating. And by the way, not just labor costs, but actually just keeping labor, correct? Well, I'm not in the business anymore. I haven't been in it for a while, so But that's what that that's what they're telling me, attracting and retaining. But uh, I agree with you completely. That that was the analysis in my piece. If you want to take a peek at it, it was the cost of the uh the items it was the cost of labor it was attracting labor it was keeping labor and i'm going to add i totally agree with you uh when you take away discretion discretionary spending and then need buying overtakes any ability to have want buying it's a big challenge i've got to get the break in uh for david limbaugh to be on time i don't want to be rude to him so to be continued and that you were very knowledgeable and that was uh very, very informative in such a short period of time. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. 
Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We have until the top of the hour. He really needs no introduction, but I better give him one. David Limbaugh, who is one of the brightest, one of the best at what he does. He's nationally number one. Uh, He's got this incredible... um, series that's going on right now and resurrected jesus is the next book in david limbaugh's jesus series and let's welcome david to the program david you know what a fan of of yours i am and it's an honor to present you sir well it goes both ways and thank you so much it's a pleasure so what's new about the new book resurrected jesus also too i want to let you know although the spelling is slightly different we each have daughters named Kristen. I just want you to know that. <laughs> that that makes, is great. Yeah, that makes me very happy. Our yeah, oldest I mean, daughter is Kristen, just like your daughter is Kristen. And this is uh, David Limbaugh and Kristen Limbaugh Bloom, who wrote Resurrected Jesus. How about before I get to what's new about this, how cool is it to actually write a book with your daughter? Uh, it's beyond description. It's very neat. She, she uh, writes Christian-themed op-eds for Fox News. She's a prayer warrior and spirit-filled in my view. And and so I, I asked her to write this book with me, and it's just been a very gratifying experience. She was pregnant, by the way, during a lot of this, and, and uh, we became grandparents for the first time. And she's our oldest daughter, too. But yeah, so it's been really a great treat for me. By the way, David, welcome to the Grandparents Club. Isn't it the greatest club in the world? <laughs> it is. It is. Oh. We're just barely there. It's, He's Zeke is his name. He's about nine months old. And, uh, yeah, cute. Boy, he's cute. It's, FaceTime is amazing, isn't it? You didn't, oh, that's, the, yeah. The, David, the concept of your child's child is so life-changing. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? Yes. And uh, I always heard that. All my friends used to rave about, brag about being grandparents, and I didn't quite get it until it happened. And, it keeps, so, uh, and here's the news. I'll tell you, because we have a, a almost 15-year-old now, 14, uh, it keeps getting better. That's the amazing thing. It, it's just, it's so beautiful. Resurrected Jesus, the church in the New Testament. David, what's new about this one? Well, this is the last book that Jesus has risen was about the book of Acts, the history of the early church, and the Apostle Paul's first six epistles to churches. This is Paul's final seven epistles to the church. He wrote 13 New Testament books in all. The the four of them, Philemon, Philippians, Colossians, and Ephesians, were called the prison epistles because he wrote them while on house arrest in Rome. And the other three are the pastoral epistles that he wrote to his colleagues and understudies, Timothy and Titus. And so the, the material is new. We go through the scripture, chapter and verse, and add commentary and our own insight, commentary from some of the greatest scholars uh, through history and now, presently, and early church fathers. There are a lot of insights, and I just love those guys. It just blows you away. They were writing these things 2,000 years ago, and they're just the same. Human nature is always the same. Scripture is always the same. But, but, but the significantly different, qualitative difference about this book from the others is that we've added the element of prayer, and, and this is where Kristen comes in. Now, Kristen came in for the whole thing, so don't get me wrong, but she particularly authored, originally authored all the prayers, and they're sprinkled throughout every chapter. And I'd write a certain thing, research, write. Kristen, can you please think of a prayer to help bring the reader into this section of Scripture, into this 
content we're talking about. And the, the idea was to make the, the re, give the reader an interactive devotional experience. And she's got a facility for prayer. It's just amazing. And so she would do it. And I, I would probably, we've got, I don't know how many prayers in each chapter, but it's, People are telling me this. It's the, it kind of makes me mad. Well, this the best part of this book is the prayer. Shut up! No, <laughs> don't say that. Oh, that's. And I love my daughter, but this I got an ego too. So quit saying that. It's not so, right. I'm the number one writer. I'm the number one writer. Darn it! Yeah. David Limbaugh resurrected Jesus. Now, this is something that I think also is meaningful to folks when they take the time and they pick your book to read. What will people gain? by reading the resurrected Jesus? I think they're going to see that the Bible is written by real people facing real struggles. And even the Apostle Paul, who's probably the greatest evangelist in history, uh, experienced struggles. And he tells you about him. It's personal. The Bible writers don't act like they're perfect. They admit, they show their warts and all. And I think, ironically, that draws readers in. It makes... Uh, the biblical figures relate, relatable, I hate that term, relatable, it's like a new term, but anyway, it does. And so we, it, Paul explains all the trouble he's going through. He sees the, the heresies that are being introduced into the early church, and he slaps them down with firmness. It's not like the idea, all oh, Christians are uh, just mealy-mouthed and lukewarm. Neither Jesus nor Paul were that way. They were very firm and very strict about doctrine and insisted that uh, the churches adhere to doctrine lest the gospel would have been uh, snubbed out, snuffed out in its incipiency. We are visiting with David Limbaugh, his newest book, Resurrected Jesus, that he wrote with his daughter, Kristen. Uh, it's available at all the usual suspects. I have my copy. You can get it Amazon.com or anywhere that you usually get your books. It's uh, It's a fantastic book. I want to do a quick sidebar because you have a book that's coming out on October 25th of this year. I ordered it last week on pre-order at Amazon.com. And and the reason I'm bringing this up is not to be gratuitous. Rush Limbaugh, your brother, is the greatest. He's the GOAT. He is the greatest of all time. I don't know anybody that – it's very rare, you know, that – even some people dispute whether Tom Brady is the GOAT. I don't hear anyone ever dispute when this is said that Rush Limbaugh is the GOAT. He is radio's greatest of all time. That's the book, Radio's Greatest of All Time, Rush Limbaugh, set for release this October 25th. You can buy it right now, as I did last week, at Amazon.com. You can pre-order it. Uh, what does this mean to you? I know you're writing it uh, with Catherine uh, uh, Rush's wife. What does this mean to you? to be able to write this book about your brother, who, by the way, I, I, I hold him responsible for me having the past 31 years of my life doing what I love to do. And I've said that to you both on and off air in the past, David. What does this mean to you? Well, you, you wouldn't believe how many people, radio hosts, tell me that very thing. I wouldn't have a job. He, he created the genre, conservative talk radio. And, and that's a, not a dispute either. So I'm very proud of that. And, and to be clear, we didn't, write this book these are rush's words kind of like the best of throughout his career you know he he talked timeless truths and and you know he was very prescient a lot of the things he was predicting about the left 30 years ago 35 years ago have now come to fruition in in graphic devastating detail and and so i think this book will show that 
how how wise he was, and it will also uh, it will also provide people uh, a a means to get back into his voice. I mean, I, I can't tell you, Harry, how many people have told me since he died. I knew how much they respected his uh, talent, and they liked him, and they he provided a voice that uh, when there was a void for conservative voices, when, when there's a mainstream liberal monolith of only liberal uh, liberal ideology being emitted. But he, uh, he they, to them, he was like family. They, people keep saying he's the the best friend I never met. And so there was an intimacy that he had with his audience. He was in their homes three hours a day and was conversational. And I think that this will bring back that experience for them. I think they crave it. And I I think it's cool because it's not idolatry. It's nothing like that. It's just that they really felt like he was a family member. And that warms my heart. uh, Now, Catherine and her team, went through and helped assimilate, and I helped to a lesser extent. I'm fully endorsing this and love it, and I love that Catherine and I are working together on it, and I, I hope it does very well because I think it'll I think it'll help people uh, get closure. Oh, it's, it's, it's going to do so well. Uh, David Limbaugh, we have time. We have about three, four minutes left in our time today, and I hope we visit again one day in the not-too-distant future because I really yes. – uh, respect and appreciate uh, your intellect and your great human. Uh, let me bring a very deep question into the Limbaugh interview as we review Resurrected Jesus. And David goes into this, so it's, it's not a trap question or anything. The, the expression, there are many paths to God that most people today, if you will, culture, think along those lines. But Jesus said, quote, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. How do you square these two seemingly incompatible beliefs? Um, I don't think they can be squared. I mean, Jesus was not, Jesus didn't say, I'm one way to get to heaven. I'm one way to a ticket to eternal life. You place your faith in me and uh, you will have eternal life. It's not, and then Paul reiterated it and, and augmented. He said, faith alone in Christ, it's not faith plus circumcision. It's not faith plus obedience to ritual rites. It's not a syncretistic situation where you add Hinduism, Buddhism, New Age ideas to Christianity and dilute it. It is pure gospel, Christian doctrine, that faith alone in Christ is what saves. And um, when people tell you otherwise, they may be well-intentioned, and that's fine. But, but when we have a duty not to please man and try to make man like us and feel better, even to be tolerant, we, our goal should not be to be tolerant and be perceived as nice people. It should be to help save souls to the extent that we're uh, given that uh, order under the Great Commission. Go out and, and, and spread the gospel. If we go to, to, for the sake of pleasing people and say, oh, what you're doing is fine, too, then what are we doing cynically with their eternal destiny? We have a duty to preach the word that Jesus himself preached. And he didn't mince words, nor did Paul. So I think that's where we are. We have to do it winsomely, with gentleness and respect. And we have to treat everyone uh, fairly and tolerantly. But we don't have to pervert the truth in the process. Visiting with David Limbaugh, his uh, newest book, The Resurrected Jesus, is the next book in David Limbaugh's Jesus series. I don't think this is uh, open to debate either, but I'd like you to talk about it. 
and that is that Christianity and Christians are under attack. Why is Christianity and Christians such a threat to those that create this current environment? Uh, because, in my view, and this will come off as kooky, but we're in in the midst of spiritual warfare. And the, the, Satan is the ruler of the world. Jesus said, by the way, I come not to unite, I come to divide father and mother, brother and sister, because I am the truth. I don't, I don't, the truth, I am the truth. And people uh, in of the world are following evil, evil uh, rulers, in, spiritual unseen rulers, not ghosts and goblins, but actual spiritual forces, which isn't hard to believe if you believe the world was created out of nothing. David, heartbreak in about 15 seconds. So anyway, this is, this is uh, the, the, what people are doing today. The hard left is celebrating and glorifying evil and the murder of babies, the mutilation of children. Adhere to the truth. Jesus is the truth. David Limbaugh, Kristen Limbaugh, Bloom, res- the, the resurrected Jesus, the church in the New Testament. Honor to present you, David. Same here. Thank you so much, Harry. You're welcome. Until we meet again, we'll be back. Mayor Charles Kane joins the program next. It is early in the morning. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is uh, seven minutes past the hour. Mayor Charles Kane is here, the mayor of Hamilton Township. And in case you were wondering from a timeline standpoint, we're going to do a complete recap of all of the end situations, so on, involving the Auto Plaza in English Creek. But obviously, Mayor Kane is still doing a lot of things. So it's a busy day. And in fact, it's so busy, he'll only be with us until halftime this hour. So those of you that miss getting through last hour and we did drop a lot of calls uh you'll have some bonus open forum that that just freed up mayor kane was going to try to do the hour uh and it's just not possible with everything that he has going on but week two of the nfl season let's let's start right there mr mayor philadelphia eagles monday night football let me um let me get out my sheet because you and i we we, well I, i know we both picked the eagles i don't even have to look at the sheet but this is uh, this is a big week. You know, a lot of people uh, don't think about this, but who does what in the first two to three weeks of a football NFL football season usually sets the tone for who the division winners will be, who the playoff teams will be. For example, if you open three and L, there's an incredible likelihood that you'll be a playoff team. So you can't take these early games for granted. Good Monday morning, Mayor. How are you? Uh, doing great. What are your thoughts about tonight? Minnesota Vikings, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Monday Night Football. Well, I, listen, I, I think uh, we, we saw a, uh, a decisive victory with Philadelphia last week. I, I think that, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the offense is, is uh, certainly um, 
you know, uh, has some synergy. And uh, our defense, obviously, we need a little little help on our run defense. But they're going to be uh, they're going to be hyped and ready to play tonight at uh, Lincoln Financial. Uh, I Mayor, I think you're right about that. But I, I my only concern is, and we won't know until tonight. Minnesota messed up the Green Bay Packers, who looked pretty good last night against the Bears. I know the Bears were like a nine and a half point underdog, but they really, I mean, took it to Green Bay. Uh, does that give you any thoughts about what kind of team Minnesota is? Well, listen, and, and Minnesota is obviously going to come in here on Monday night in Philadelphia. Uh, this is a revenge game for them. I mean, they, uh, you know, they want to take Philly down in a primetime game uh, uh, on Monday night at their season opener. So you're going to have a team that's going to come out um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're going to play, uh, you know, to, 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 to uh, surprise Philadelphia fans and surprise Philadelphia on Monday night football. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to really get a test uh, tonight to see um, what this offense in Philadelphia can do against a, a quality team like Minnesota. To be honest, I didn't really follow who they played either week. I could look it up really quickly, but I don't lie. I always tell the truth or try to on this program, do the best I can. Only human, but I try. Uh, the Giants, I do know, are 2-0, and though. I couldn't tell you who they beat, but they are 2-0. and uh, Is that a surprise at this early part of the season? Well, uh, you know, and again, I think it comes down to just what you said, who who, who they played, who the opponents were. And, um, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's a long season. You know, we have to say that about our own Philadelphia team. Um, but, you know, the, the, the type of win that you have uh, obviously uh, means something. And, and um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. you got the Giants. And, and you, now um, Dallas squeaked it out last night. Yes. So, um, hey, by the way, I also heard – this was a shocker to me. I didn't watch any of the game, and it's not anything I heard during the game, but after the game was over, I heard Dak Prescott could return as early as week three, which will be next week. I thought he was out six to eight weeks minimum. Evidently, this broken uh, hand is healing very, very quickly. The um, I, I thought that they were being... Um a little aloof, uh, elusive when they when they said that he would be back in six weeks. I thought that was a uh, um, you know a, a hope uh, to hear what you're saying now. I have not heard that. To hear that, um, I don't see how he could come back um, after a hand fracture that 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 soon. I, I was shocked to read it, and I, I I didn't even understand it. It seemed, I mean, how do you heal that quickly? I mean, a bone takes. A certain amount of time. I never heard of a broken bone ever healing in like two or three weeks. Just doesn't seem possible. But that's the report that he could be back as early as week three. I don't know if that's just smack talk or whatever. I was pleased to see the Lions beat the Commanders. I hate that name. Uh, 36-27. Giants did beat the Panthers 19-16. I don't know anything about the Panthers if they're a bad team and the Giants have just beaten two bad teams or if if they're better than we maybe thought they were going to be. Let's see who the Giants beat in week one. They beat the Titans 21-20. to Are the Titans any good, Mayor? Well, you know, it's 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 too early to tell. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll see moving forward. But um, um, obviously, uh, you know, any team can win on, on Sunday. So, uh, you See, know. I, I agree with that. That It sounds like a cliche because it is any given Sunday. But I do believe, and we talked to Matt, a guest listener, hours ago, uh, 
there's a lot of parity, I think, in this NFL this year. I think the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, don't look so great. Now, they pulled it out 20 to 10. It was like three to nothing. They were losing late in the third quarter, uh, and then they, they turned it around a bit. Uh, but they don't look great over the first two weeks. I think there's a lot of parity. Yeah, you know, uh, it's uh, – and I have to tell you, I mean, people that are watching Philadelphia, I mean, that I think you're going to see a totally different offense tonight um, at, at, uh, at at Lincoln Financial Field. What's, what does that mean? They're going to run the ball more? I think they're going to run the ball more, and I think that you're going to see them take – you're going to see uh, the opportunities for that deep threat open up um, several times in this game. We're going to break, and it's the only break we'll take while my, Mayor Kane is here. He's going to uh, bow out at about the bottom of the hour. So we'll have one more power segment straight ahead. And then we'll go back to your calls at 609-407-1450. The Eagles play the Vikings at home tonight, 8.30 p.m. kickoff on ABC and ESPN+. Plus. Uh, and I know I got a lot of messages the other night when people couldn't find the Thursday night game because this stuff is all over the place now with these digital platforms, internet, there, there are Major League Baseball games now on Amazon and uh, some of these other uh, digital platforms, Internet-based. Uh, and they're, they're beautiful. They're high definition. They're very well done. I've been watching the Yankees play on some of these um, Internet-type uh, broadcasts. Uh, this is on those two platforms, though, on the network, but also on ESPN+. Plus. I really don't know why they do both. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes with Mayor Charles Kane. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back 19 minutes past the hour with Hamilton Township Mayor Charles Kane. Mayor Dateline, Hamilton Township, what's happening? Uh, Mayor, it's... uh... You know, things are moving in Hamilton Township, as we talk about. Uh, one of one exciting thing on the uh, agenda this evening for um, approval is uh, there is a integral piece of real estate on Main Street um, downtown, the old Wells Fargo Bank, and uh, the township uh, has made an offer on that property. It's been on the market for quite some time, uh, and uh, they've made an offer on the property, and it's been accepted. And uh, that's on the agenda this evening to uh, to be approved. So uh, that's going to be integral to the transformation of uh, downtown Main Street uh, moving forward. So it's an exciting thing. And it's just one more thing that's happening in, in, in Hamilton. And uh, we're very proud of it and very excited about it. Do you have like a small group? You call them like AFLI sometimes and things like that. And I know you're not a name caller typically, but you do have either a person or a small group of people. I saw something uh, yesterday and... I always think when someone's putting something like that up on social media and they tag like 16 people with them that either they're all together or they they think that's something that these other people would be interested in. So I don't want to I can't read intent uh, into everything, but it just seems like a group, a clique or whatever uh, that if you say go, 
they say stop. If you say up, they say down. I could keep playing the opposite game. You're not even at broken clock status because the broken clock is right twice a day. You're not even right twice a day with this team, right? Mayor, I, I, you're absolutely right. I'm not. I'm not right twice a day. I'm not right at all. I mean, look, you know, when you can take a shot, and this is, you know, we talked uh, about some of the great things happening in Hamilton, and you look at the attraction of a. Uh, 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 outfit like Trophy Park. You're talking about a $220 million rateable. Now, again, I want to be very clear. That park, its location, its operation has to fit seamlessly into the township. And that and that's what the job of our planning board is to do moving forward. Um, if, they can, if they can make that happen and it fits properly on the property that this developer chose, then, you know, that, that's, then, then you move forward. If it doesn't, you, you try to fix it until it does, if not. But anyway, the, you know, it's a $220 million rate, rateable that's attracted to our town. And again, why? The, they keep questioning, why is Kane doing this? You know, the MUA move, it's going to save millions of dollars. Uh, the, the MUA employees are more secure, safer. It's more convenient, smaller government for the township. Uh, by them moving into our building one stop, you can go and pay your taxes and your water bill at the same time. Um, you know, By the way, other than just to be contrarian to be just uh, obnoxious or just disagreeable, how could anybody be against that? I mean, that, that is a big money saver. When, look, when you're running a candidate that will knowingly switch to become a Democrat after the election, um, you know, at the end of the day, you have to put out all these lies. You have to make controversy over, um, you know, uh, the other individuals running. So that way you give uh, that candidate a chance. And that's what this is about. So and somebody's you- running under one label and if they're successful, they're going to switch. I mean, at any time I've ever seen that mayor, I usually call it out in advance because you got to let people know. Uh, if you have a switcher on your hands because they're going to get elected under false pretenses and do what they did in Galloway Township, potentially. Remember, that took them two years to recover from that, not not because the people wouldn't have done it in five seconds, but the cycle of the elections being as they were, it took two full years. And, of course, it's now 7-0 Republican in Galloway Township, but they had a switcher mess them up big time and mess the taxpayers up. Well, you know, and and that's all the more reason why I have to uh, fight as hard as I possibly can once again this year and, uh, you know, get my message out to the voters and ensure that, um, you know, we retain Republican control in Hamilton once the action's over. Real Republicans in control in Hamilton. And that's that's what the, you know, we have to make sure happens at the end of the day. So um, I have to run a campaign to make sure that uh, I'm successful uh, in November. And And by uh, the way, I'm not going to press you on this, but I'm going to dig into it. And you know me, I'm going to dig and I'm going to dig and I'm going to dig on this you you I know you're a serious man and you didn't that was not a throwaway oops moment or something there is a potential switcher that's on the ballot right now in Hamilton Township in this election cycle well mayor if 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 you align yourself well here's the old saying if it walks like a duck it quacks like a duck it's probably a duck so um you know uh, I can tell you that I am not sharing any likes with our Democratic opponent, opponents on social media. So, um, you know, I, I don't believe that's what we should do. Uh, their platform or whatever it is is their platform. Ours is ours. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, if I'm liking their stuff, it would it would lend one to believe that um, I'm not totally loyal to my party.
Wow, that's um, that's that's important for people to know, and and I appreciate that uh, coming out. Twenty five minutes past the hour, uh, the move to City Hall for this um, entity is nothing short of smart cost savings that will be uh, evident, obviously relevant uh, and important for the taxpayers. And this is what you're supposed to do in your position. You're supposed to find ways to do things smarter, leaner. And this is acting on behalf of the taxpayers and their best interests. This should this should get widespread uh, praise from from all sides. You'd have to, to complain about that. You just have to be somebody that's just completely a malcontent that just doesn't want to give anybody credit even when it's something that's good for the township. And that's just it. You know, listen, you can have your dis- differences. You can absolutely, and, and again, I, you know, um, if you have, if people have their own opinions, and you can have your different differences. But when you just blatantly vote against um, something or bring up controversy on issues to try to garner support, uh, to paint it in a negative light, just because you don't like the person that, that um, is uh, bringing forth the uh, the opportunity or, or you know for for the township um you know you're opposing it just to oppose it without you know looking at the merit uh you know the opposition on the, the dca uh, i'm sorry the fire administrator you know we got full buy-in over months and months of meetings with all four volunteer fire chiefs designing an ad um going out for um uh advertisement on bringing in a a part-time uh fire administrator that'll help with the administrative uh, aspects of the four volunteer fire departments and help with an asset asset management schedule. You know, if you get a proper asset asset management schedule in place, you're going to save the township money moving forward, big money. You know, a new fire truck's a million dollars right now. That's right. Um, and you Well, look at, Mayor, look at the jackpot Atlantic City got itself in. They were not doing the proper job. They let the equipment age. They got to the point where it could no longer be fixed. They got to the point where they were actually borrowing apparatus from Ventnor City and other cities. We're talking about a town with a 200 and some million dollar annual budget, a 200 and some million dollar annual uh, Board of Education budget. And they literally didn't have they were closing fire companies. And and really, when you think about it, because we know uh, how a fire can double in size like every whatever it is three seconds or whatever it is i mean when you talk about response time being affected and closing down companies and such uh that's they got themselves in a terrible jackpot with the size you know of their uh tax base here it's even more important for you to stay on top of these things it certainly is. We Listen, we have to support our volunteers. I have so much respect for, especially our volunteer firemen, but volunteers as a whole throughout the township. Um, I have so much respect for them. We have to support them. They have to have the equipment necessary to protect us. And, uh, you know, so that equipment should be on an asset management schedule because the last thing you want to have happen is you're short on assets, um, as you were just saying, and then an asset breaks. Now you're in trouble. Um, so, you know, to have these on a proper schedule so that the, uh, uh, the departments are getting the, the assets replaced 
um, and the and the older uh, the previous assets are are, are sold uh, and the, and the values recouped, getting it done on a timely schedule so that you don't have these massive breakdowns and you don't have budget gaps um, when you have to you know buy something on an emergency basis is is a huge benefit for the town. But yet again. You know, they paint it as a bad thing because it's Kane's idea. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we have a great committee. We're doing great things for Hamilton, and we're going to keep fighting irregardless of what the naysayers say. How are things going uh, regarding we rarely ever even talk about it? How are things going relative to November 8th, General Election Day? I tell you, we've we've been uh, burning up a tremendous amount of shoe leather. Um, I'm uh, I'm scheduled in in. Uh, uh, many neighborhoods uh, over the next the next few weeks. Uh, I'll be coming to a door near you in Hamilton, <laughs> and uh, you know we're going to work hard. And listen, we're going to bring home a victory in November. Uh, I'm confident that you know the voters are going to see the great things that happen in Hamilton. Voters appreciate zero tax increases, um, and you know I've committed in 23 there will not be a tax increase in Hamilton Township. We're already already working on, and I'm in an election. There's no guarantee I'll be there, uh, uh, you know, next year. But uh, we're already having budget meetings um, because we know it's going to be a very difficult budget year. But Mayor, is this what I, what I would call a control election year? If this election goes the wrong way, the other side could take back control in this election? You know, it shouldn't be. But what I'm saying is, but but even it, it shouldn't be, clearly, when you look at the um, the record of accomplishment, but it is, though. And if there's one, you know, uh, squishy person that that's you know powering up with the other side you know you start to look at this stuff it shouldn't be at all is there is there any chance that the residents of hamilton township don't realize it is not apparent to them that the record of accomplishment has been as significant as it has been well, our job, our job is to make sure that they do realize, make sure the individuals that are going to go into the uh, uh, voting booth on, on November 8th, uh, make sure that they are aware of the great things that are happening. And, uh, you know, you, you do that by word of mouth and, um, and uh, word of mouth, knocking on doors and communication with them. And, and we're going to make sure that that, that is done and, and, and everyone is aware of all the great things that are happening. Let's just, if, if let's, Mayor, let's take a quick walk down memory lane, because obviously the the great blessing of having longevity. We were around for all these things. It wasn't all that long ago. And and if people make wrong choices, it can go that way again. In fact, I would guarantee you're guaranteeing no tax increase. If this thing went south for some reason, I don't expect it will. There's not, a, not, not an ounce of, of my belief that it will. But if it did, there would be a tax increase because that's how the other side works. They spend and they tax I mean, it's like breathing air. It's what they do. And past this prologue, Shakespeare, Antonio, all that. And I'm a big believer in past this prologue. Take a look at this, Mayor. When we first started talking about you running for the, the committee, the Democrats had taken a surplus into what size um, structural deficit? Uh, Mayor, you uh, you remember we were we were outpacing tax revenue by seven seventy five hundred dollars a day, roughly. When the Democrats got done, I don't remember the exact number. You probably do, or it's at your fingertips. But it was a seven figure, meaning over a million dollars. I don't remember how much, but I know it was over a seven figure structural imbalance. That's what the other side did. 
And, and Republicans came in um, and did the heavy lift, and bipartisanly, by the way, if you recall, uh, you know, uh, our, our great friend, Dr. Kesselman, was on committee at the time. Right, because he wasn't a Democrat. He was a registered Democrat, but he governed uh, completely uh, nonpartisan. And it was, a, it was a great time of cooperation. I know you remember this. We wrote columns when I was writing for the uh, Press of Atlantic City for many, many years, The Current and The Gazette. Uh, which has now ceased in most instances. I think they've kept one or something, but that's all now shut down. But uh, we wrote many years for that, and I wrote a piece about how Hamilton Township was such an example where Republicans and Democrats actually governed in the best interests of the community, did not operate in a partisan way. That was a very unusual and a very, very good time. It, it- you know, Mayor, we, we look. We went out and, and looked at communities of our size, of our size population-wise, our size geographically, and we found, you know, what the staffing levels for a community that size should be. And instead of doing the furloughs, instead of doing, you know, kicking the can down the road like had been done for many years, um, we made the decision to right side the ship, and and the township has benefited from from that, you know for the last dozen years and 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 through the recession i mean through the pandemic here you know if we weren't set up for that success if we didn't reduce debt by over 50 percent 60 percent in that time period um you know this could have been devastating more devastating for us as as a community how long would it take and again i'm not trying to scare anybody i'm just this is sobering real talk how long would it take to go from a comfortable surplus and an environment of annual no tax increases, which was last year, which you're guaranteeing for next year if you return, how long would it take for all that to be broken again? I don't remember the, them taking very long breaking it the last time. How long did it take for a country to uh, you know, go from energy independence, $1.50 a gallon for fuel, uh, to the laughing stock of the, 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 the world? Yeah, that's um, very true. About a year. About a year, Mayor. And guess. So, you know, elections have consequences. And, and, I, and I say to people out there, you know, uh, you, know, you know, get informed and make sure you're putting the right people in office. Don't vote for them because, uh, you, know, the, you, you know, the name, you know this, you know that. Find out what they're doing. Find out what they're accomplishment, accomplishing and, and, and vote for them for those reasons. And it's, it's so important. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I love my town. I love working for it. And we're going to continue to do great things. And we just have to just drag those individuals along with us. And, and um, you know, because no matter what we do, no matter what we do, it's not going to be right in their eyes. So uh, I'm excited about it. I was even compared, Mayor, I was compared outright. My name spoken about how Kane controls the, the, the money and how another community um, was able to offer, through the American Recovery Act funds, uh, some, uh, uh, some incentives to people of lower income for energy bills. Um, they turned around and they compared me to that community and said, why didn't I do that? Well, Hamilton Township got $2.4 million through the American Recovery Act funds, which we used over two years. There were uh, strict, strict guidelines on how you could use that money. Hamilton got shafted, in my opinion, because it was so fiscally responsible. I was compared to a community that got $12.4 million in Recovery Act funds, and they raised taxes on their residents 2.5 cents. In the same year, we got to zero. I don't understand the comparison. I don't even understand why the comparison was made. Bottom line, Hamilton Township, 
zero tax increase, the gadflies comparison, 2.5 cent increase in the other community. By the way, wasn't the comparison, the false comparison made by people who just run loose uh, and just, I, I don't like using the word, but just are willing to lie? Outright lies. Outright lies. Um, so, um, you know, at the end of the day, my job here uh, moving forward is, you know, getting out to the people, letting people know, let them know what we've accomplished as a committee as a whole uh, and, and what the great things are moving forward. One of, listen, one of the exciting things you got, you got, you know, uh, the Wheaton's property has been been an eyesore and an anchor in that town for how many years? Uh, you know, we've been working with the de- developers since the day I got back in office, and we are so close to popping that property and making it one of the true jewels of the town. And that I get controversy over. So, um, you know, but you can't let the naysayers um, control how you do your job. You need to do what the, the voters elected you to do, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. Mayor, it's good to talk to you. I know you have to run. Is there anything you want to say in closing or – Mayor, I appreciate this time with you and your listeners every Monday morning, and uh, we'll see you next week. Go Birds! Uh, unfortunately, Mayor, you know I can't be there tonight. I have my civic duty to do. I have our township meeting, so I am going to attend the township meeting and run that meeting as mayor, uh, and uh, I will be getting updates from the game. So. Good to visit with you, Mayor. And next week, we're going to do a full accounting of the closing of the auto plaza in English Creek and any any commentary that you want to do relative to all of that. I imagine it's very, um, very emotional time, isn't it? It is, Mayor. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a little time in between it next week and uh, we'll be able to have great dialogue on it. Good to talk to you, Mayor. Have a great day. Have a wonderful day, Mayor. And remember, it's always a great day to visit. It's always a great Charles day Cameron. to buy I <laughs> see you, buddy. We'll be back. Uh, we know that we dropped many of your phone calls in the eight o'clock hour with regrets. We took as many as we could. This is found bonus open forum at 609-407-1450. Let me share with you three items, three, I think, very good stories that you can read right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app or at WPGTalkRadio.com if you navigate the digital platform uh, through the digital device and the website itself. Put the app on your phone, though, because I'm telling you it's great. You can't get the podcasts on the web page, on the website. So you just download the app. It, it's really good to have on the phone, and there's a lot of uh, great content. You can navigate to all of it. Anything you could do on the website, you can do on the app. And there are things you can do on the app that you can't do on the website. So download the app if you haven't. But we cover many food outlets. We all know this. They're closing in Atlantic City. They're closing in Ocean City. But not just there. Elsewhere. Many, many places. Places have been able to make it for generations are suddenly closing. We tell you our thoughts about that. Check that out on the app. Atlantic and Cape May County, favorite trick-or-treat candy. This was a a joy. We interviewed people in Atlantic County, in Cape May County, and we came up with the 10 that were most often mentioned. And as we always say, whenever we put up any of these types of lists, we know they're subjective. They're completely subjective. And I did hear from some nice people. They said, hey, you missed this one. You missed that one. Tell us how we're doing. 
uh, if you if you think we did good, tell us. If you think we missed something, let us know, and and we'll do better next time. Uh, and also, is it a new era? Not error, but era e r a in gambling in Atlantic City and in New Jersey. Uh, I say it is because this this component of what would be sports betting passed the committees unanimously. I don't see anything stopping it. And what an opportunity this would be to open up an entirely new, just like when sports betting came on board, a whole new area of um, competition. The esports, which are around the world, they're just booming. So we're going to go to your calls next. Bob has gotten in first, so you will be first, Bob. Hang in there. We'll be right back in just a little bit. This is Early in the Morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Exactly 45 minutes past the hour. Hurley in the Morning continues on the station that plays the winners. Tell a friend. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, and we thank you for it. It's not possible without you and we know that 609-407-1450 an open phone line bob welcome to the hurley in the morning program hi there hey good morning harry uh, look a couple comments here uh, your article on on family businesses closing up that's a real real huge problem you know in our country yeah and you know tr- tr- all, all delivered because of decisions that were made over the past couple of years as you know many of which never had to be made in the first place. Correct. Oh, oh! by the way, I, I meant to do this in my opening monologue. Listen to this one. I'll have to save this. I'm going to make sure I don't uh, put this in the, uh, uh, into the garbage can. Uh, young toddlers are getting super colds. They're getting very, very bad colds because for the past two years, when they should have been getting exposed to the normal things that happen in life, you know, I always said that I'm not a doctor, but it just seems to me, you know, everything's hermetically sealed and, and all this hand sanitizer and everything that's going on. Nobody's getting exposed, especially new new little babies that are now a couple of years old. They're getting super sick right now because their immune systems suck. How about that as another byproduct of shutting everybody in the way that we did? Yeah, I mean. And by the way, only for everyone to get the damn thing, anyhow. I spent eight hundred and six days not getting it, and I got it. I mean, it was just you know uh, inevitable. Oh, exactly. I mean, exactly. This this all could have been avoided. The uh, the, the model that was used in Florida was the one the country should have followed. The lockdowns have caused irreparable damage. Uh, you know, these there are three sixty year plus motels in Cape May that have sold one one didn't sell but it was torn down they they did not want to stay in business the the it's a, a block from my property did they it, i know i know which one it is of course because i know your property like the back of my hand did they try to sell and couldn't sell or did they just get out and it became a teardown they tried to sell correct and they could not they by the couldn't. way i want you to do me a favor um if you can Later today, anytime after 11 o'clock, I'm going to try to get something done, uh, somebody that needs my help on something. If you're available after 11 o'clock, I want to do 
a piece for our digital platform on this very type of thing because it, it's a shame when you see that. And, you know, I've been writing a lot of these pieces, uh, 98 years of Ward's Pastry, gone, 30 years Piccadilly uh, Pub, uh, Atlantic City, because there is the Piccadilly Inn, and Piccadilly Pub is maintaining their Shemong and the other one. But uh, so many of these, and I know places that are for sale right now that I'm not going to say, uh, one in Atlantic City that is iconic, incredibly invested what they did to the physical plant and everything, they even bought additional property to wall in a beautiful parking area, and, and it's for sale. There's so many things going on right now. So I always knew it wasn't just those decisions and what was going on over the past couple of years, but this sort of after effect. It's like a like a like a um, uh, uh, an earthquake, you know, that has a certain you know magnitude hit, but then you have the aftershocks. These closings are the ripple aftershocks, powerful aftershocks, and there's going to be more of it, isn't there, Bob? Absolutely, Harry. Look, the, 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 the big one here, Harry, you know, the lockdowns hurt. They hurt an awful lot. But the big one was government paying people not to work and thus destroying the work ethic. You know, there was a, there was a sandwich shop in Cape May Courthouse closed its doors over the winter in business 40 plus years. And it was an opportunity if, if somebody wanted to work, I mean, really work 60 hours a week. Uh, you know, you'll make north of of a hundred grand a year, m- much north of a hundred grand a year. That's still closed. You know, these small businesses are shutting permanently, also because of of the fact that hey, people just do not want to work. Correct. Actually, I talked to a um, a business owner not far from you. We were we were uh, in town on Saturday, Bob. I just didn't get a chance to to look you up, and I talked to a business owner. And he said, thank God, some older people uh, saved the day because he can't get people to work. This is a guy with a thriving business. Uh, I'll tell you offline who it is. Uh, very busy business, multiple aspects to this particular business, multiple stores, uh, food, and then one is is another type of um, operation. And you just can't get the people to work. The older people are actually saving the day right now. That's part of the article that we wrote again this morning about how attracting and retaining employees is really, really challenging. I don't have oh, to tell you. you know, I, I've got people working for me now, Harry, that, you know, I, I always pay and, and compensate really good employees, and, and they stay with me for decades. But it's been so bad, Harry. I, I have people working for me that in years past wouldn't last a week. And, I, you know, you, you have to swallow this because it's, you know, it's either someone that, that is, you know, barely okay or nothing. Bob, and- let me get the last break in. If you can hang in, I want to ask you what I think is one of the most definitive questions that no one seems to have an answer to right now. Maybe we're coming through the, the, the darkness and we haven't, you know, emerged through into the light again to be able to see what the, what the future is going to bring. But is this, I'm not going to use that term new normal because it, 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 it's, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard. It drives me crazy. Our new normal was when 
Obama was president and the, the media said, no, 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 he's not doing anything wrong. We just can't ever grow more than 2% again because of the new normal. But of course, when he was gone, we, we, we went gangbusters when we put free market policies into effect and, and everybody had the highest wages they ever had. And we had zero to 2% inflation, $2 gas. I could go on and on and on and on. Is this, is there a permanency to this? These businesses that have closed for all these reasons, supply chain, costs, can't get employees, can't keep employees. Uh, I also chronicle in in our most recent piece on the app and on the website uh, about businesses that used to be open seven days a week that are now open six days a week or even five days a week. I heard today it knocked me out almost. Uh, Blanche, who called, the the famous singing uh, singing, uh, bartender. And she told me of an establishment, it's a very mature establishment, that now is closed three days a week. If you can hang in there, Bob, and I know you're busy, I want to get your take. Is this is this permanent or when we change uh, leaders and we put different policies into effect, can this can this all change? Or do you believe that? These businesses that are closed are closed forever. Businesses that are no longer open seven days, that it's never changing. Be very interested, you being a longtime owner, uh, what you have to say about that when we come back with Bob. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Tom. WPGG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The global economic group headed by China and Russia called BRICS is dedicated to challenging the dollar. This means the dollar will be further damaged and along with it, the purchasing power of Americans. This is Stephen K. Bennett. I want to remind you that you can still protect your hard-earned savings from world events. How? By diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper assets and into physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To claim your free info kit on gold IRAs, simply text the word PROTECT to 989898. It's critical you get this information before the dollar is further eroded and you lose even more of your hard-earned money. So text PROTECT to the number 989898. That's protect to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation or purchase required. Take action today. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, and I'm so happy we have the six bonus minutes or we would have a minute to say, hey, Bob, how you doing? See ya. Have a nice life. You, you do see those programs where they put you on. You, they say, oh, we'll be right back. More content after the break. And they come back and they say, that's all the time we have tonight. Uh, so we have plenty of time and we'll continue and further this important conversation with Bob. Also, during the break, I checked my email. I try to do that and check social media, you know, messages and all this to try to keep up with all this. And we appreciate you reaching out to us. And we've been asked to guest host this Wednesday, the nationally syndicated The Todd Starn Show. And you know my um, doctrine uh, of many, many years ago, I say yes whenever I can. And so I got a lot going on. We have our charity dinner coming up fast and we've got a lot going on, but I thought about it for about five seconds and I said, I'm going to say yes. There's just so many important issues and any opportunity to get to share the truth around the country, we're going to take, we're going to say yes whenever we can. And I did say yes. And so we'll be doing that noon to three Eastern time this Wednesday. 
Bob, is this is there a permanency to this uh, because it is so deep? I mean, one third of the restaurants closed during the pandemic, uh, seemingly to never reopen again. Who knows? And now there is Charlie has um, written me, Charlie Kane, Mayor Kane. Uh, I think he's right. I said aftershocks, which I thought was kind of um, analogous. He said it's like the tsunami after the earthquake. I said, I think you're more accurate than what I said. Uh, but it's there's one of two things here. Either this is temporary, uh, like Jimmy Carter, for example, and the terrible policies and the high inflation and malaise and all of this, or it's permanent. This I, I lived through both. I was very young during the first, but this seems a little different than that, Bob. Well, the, the socialist Democrats want it to be permanent. So unless unless we make dramatic changes in our government policy, yes, it will be permanent. Because, look, when we were growing up, Harry, if if you didn't work and, and you were you were poor and, and I, you know, I qualify that with not working. Right. If you didn't work and you were poor, you were viewed as a bum and rightfully so. You yeah, if you, if you were able-bodied and you didn't work, you were absolutely a bum. And when you were young and it was summertime, uh, you were expected to get a summer job when you were a student. Exactly. Exactly. I, 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 by law, I, I'm sure you experience the same. I believe 14, for some reason 13 is tricking my mind, but I think 14 was the um, when you could legally in New Jersey get your working papers. As soon as I could legally get my working papers... I worked the cat rack. I, I actually ran a shift. You talk about great life experience. Uh, running the cat rack at, at Million Dollar Pier at 14 years old. What a proving ground. Then I worked at the uh, busiest McDonald's probably in the history of Atlantic City, directly across from Steel Pier. Ditto. What a proving ground. I mean, these are things that, that actually helped you as you went on later in life, developing hardworking good habits. Harry, I, I saw my parents work 60, 70 hours a week in our butcher store in North Philadelphia. Uh, you know, it, it was just natural. Okay, So when I was a little kid, I mean, I don't know, 8, 9, 10 years old, I was already cleaning 20 pounds of garlic a week for, you know, for, for our lunch meats and, our, our, and, and cutting up, <laughs> you know, it may sound gross, but I was cutting up cooked, you know, cows and pig's tongues for the head cheese all right and you know so it, it but but look this is it's going to ruin our country it absolutely is going to ruin our country if we don't encourage the entrepreneurial spirit to reward people for working hard whatever it is you need to reward people for working hard yeah. you cannot you cannot discourage that period by by imposing confiscatory tax schemes on them. Bob, I usually every year remember to remember to ask you this, and we haven't yet this year, and literally in what, less than two days now, it, the summer is over by the calendar. It will be fall. Uh, what kind of summer season was it in Cape May? Uh, everybody had a really we had a really good summer, not the record breaker of, of last year, and it, it has gotten a little softer uh, the more we've gotten into the into the uh, into the season. See if I'm on to something, though. I predicted at the beginning of the summer that we were going to have a good summer. I said, I said even a great summer. Uh, but my concern was right after the summer that the shoulder months 
and the winter season has the potential to be very harsh. Yeah, and and God knows what what's going to happen next year. I mean, I, I'd be very very cautious about about next year. That's. Uh, well, I'll tell you, who, I forget who I heard say it. I guess it was Maria Bartiromo, uh, but boy, did she give a dour assessment of next year. She said, hold on to cash. Make sure you have cash that next year is going to be very, very rough. Uh, see, I, I have this theory they're faking everybody out to get through this November 8th, and then, bob boom, I mean, the hammer is just going to drop. Harry, you know, they're, they're allowed to manipulate things for, for elect, yeah. election purposes. Yeah, you know, you know they're cheating with these numbers. These numbers are worse than they say. They've changed the way they report. This would not be 8.1 or 8.3. I think it went back up again. Uh, it, this would be 16 point something. They've just, they've changed the way they report. And they also are dishonest even about changing the, the, the new changed reporting numbers. And if you notice, every single month and every single quarter, all these numbers are adjusted worse than they were when they were reported. You know, and, and look, you know, this strategic oil reserve, he's, he's Ill- Biden is illegally, illegally putting that into the economy to soften up inflation. And, and incidentally, no as you know, that. it's the lowest it's probably ever been. I mean, there's a danger there, too. Uh, well, you know, th- this is not to be used for political purposes, and clearly he's doing that. I mean, we, we do not have, uh, you know, we, we don't have gas lines. So we do not have that yet. The problem is the price is, is too high because, yeah, because of the policy. He, 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 his policies stopped us from being energy independent and a net oil exporter. Bob, this isn't going anywhere. We'll have many more conversations together. Have a great day and good to visit with you. Okay, Harry, you too. I'll I'll call you at around 11. Thank you, my friend. Bye-bye. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. And we're going to follow up on that, so get ready for that. That'll be a Cape May piece that's going to give you some insight. Again, 60 years in business and you can't do it anymore? This has to be furthered, this discussion. Uh, We'll be back in 19 hours and 54 minutes here. We've already got one